Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> so there I was in the Wombat Den for another episode of the B-Side Boys podcast. We got Philly V, we got Gimli, and we have a special in guest uh, person. One of the <laughs> one of our uh, best episodes we ever had, Eric Nichols. Hello, yay! yay. <laughs> welcome, welcome back. I really thought I'd get an applause to be honest. Thank you. Like, the kids are the kids asleep. are sleeping. Jesus, like, like Jesus Christ, Gimli! Like, <laughs> like look how loud that is. Oh my God, it's red. Like we're in the garage normally, but now we're in the basement. But the kids might hear us. I get excited. That's probably too quiet. I will say, I'll find a middle ground. I feel like from being in the garage, it was like a drunk college thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. I feel like we're going to lay down some tracks. Like, Well, I got GarageBand going now, so mm. that's what we're recording on is oh, GarageBand. Like, mm, that's software? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't act like you know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the only thing we're missing, we need headphones. And we yeah. feel, well, and what people don't know either is we have two mics and actually Gimli's sitting on Phil's lap and you're sitting on my lap. And no one knows what we're wearing. And I'm very upset because I have a full three-piece suit on. <laughs> and a dress for the occasion. Yeah. Bright, bright orange with a cape. <laughs> and a top hat. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, but anyways, this episode, uh, really wanted to focus on the World Cup is coming up. And you told me long ago, you said, hey, when the World Cup comes up, I want to talk about it. And I'm mad about USA Rugby not being in the World Cup. And I was like, yeah, let's pencil it in. And then I completely forgot. And then, Gim, you were like, hey, World Cup's coming up. So, good call on that. Getting Eric in here. Hooray! Well, Eric helped. He's like, hey, would you want to watch World Cup matches with me in my basement? I'm like, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. Phil, what's your <laughs> you thought on the World yeah. Cup? Eh, I mean, it's going to be exciting, but honestly. Is it? <laughs> I mean, it will be. It's a little disappointing the Eagles aren't in, but, you know, as expected. Yeah. Is anybody surprised? <laughs> <laughs> and so... uh we're going to talk about that, too. Basically, you know, Eric, he's a he's a longtime fan of the game, been involved in the game for a long time, and you know more what's going on with World Rugby than, I think, the three of us. Oh, and then boy. also, <clears throat> there's the Club Sevens Rugby that happened this past weekend for Nationals. We're going to talk about that. Also, uh, USA Rugby raised dues. We're going to get into that. Mm. And also, USA Rugby p- played Portugal, which we're watching the replay here because we talked about that last week where they beat Romania, which was cool because Romania's in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Now they're playing Portugal, or they did play, and uh, didn't go as well as we wanted. So, yeah, we got the replay going and Club 7s. We're watching that as we're recording. So if we pause or if we just, like, yell at the TV, that's why. But, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. So, basically, World Cup. Eric, what are you looking forward to most? Mostly just like the amount of really good international rugby 
in such a short time frame because mm-hmm. usually it's like you wait for it, you wait for it, and then you get a couple matches here or there. But I really think the World Cup as a tournament is fun because it's like a war of attrition. So mm-hmm. you like watch all these games. It's like who's going to win between Wales and Ireland? Mm-hmm. Like right now it's like Ireland, Ireland. duh. Yeah. But you don't know. Maybe they face each other after a tough round of pool play and mm-hmm. they have a couple injuries, you know, like who can survive the tournament is what I think is fun. And then you also have, you know, the international community does a pretty good job of mixing up teams, but you have like, so like I'm a huge New Zealand follower. So they'll play the Bledsoe Cup. They'll play. So like Australia and then they'll do the rugby championship, which is them, Australia, South Africa, and Argentina, and so you see those kind of teams play a lot, and then you have the Six Nations, so all the European teams play, but then, mm-hmm. like, to see all, like, you'd see, like, I mean, I'm not, these aren't specific games, but you see, like, France played Tonga, for example, mm-hmm. or, like, and then you throw in, like, Georgia in there, which is, like, a crazy storyline, because they're... And it's a country, not a state. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not the Bulldog. Phil didn't know. <laughs> but they're, like, a... I did know, whatever. I mean, that's a crazy story, so I think Georgia in the U20, the U20 World Cup just ended, mm. I think. And Georgia, I think they beat Ireland or wow. Scotland or some big nation. So. Well, and Georgia has been trying to get into the Six, Six Nations, nations yeah. because yeah. they're looking like Italy just keeps falling apart. And they're like, we can compete better than them. There should be a relegation. And then other people are like, no, you got to keep it these same Six Nations. And Georgia's like, Why? Like, we're good enough. We can right. take their spot. And it'll put, and like, if they were to relegate and promote, it would push everyone to be better. Cause if you knew, like, you could get kicked out of Six Nations, then it would add it, a whole yeah, yeah. yeah. Think if Italy was like down into tier two, tier, tier, tier three competitions, like, that would be massively embarrassing for them, you know? So, you, you it would probably of, affect their revenue, too. Oh, oh yeah. Huge. yeah. Yeah. And you pick teams that you root for. I'm not saying I root for Italy, but they, they're, they have a fullback. His, I don't know how to say his last name. Like Kabutsi or something. I don't know. There's a bunch of Z's in it. Gesundheit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he scored like a last-minute try to beat Wales hmm. in the Six Nations last tournament. And it was like their first Six Nations win in, you know, however long, forever, years, I think. And that was like the try of the year. And so then that made everyone kind of like follow Italy closer, I guess. But... Yeah, exactly. Because like what I say that because the gravity of that try is because they hadn't done anything for so long. Yeah. Like maybe it's time for someone else to start sniffing that Yeah. Sniffing that meat. <laughs> <laughs> They're hungry. Uh where's it being played? Is it in France? It's in France. Okay. Because yeah. I was like looking at these stadium names and I'm like Saint Denis Saint Etienne Jeffrey Guichard Chocolat Bleu. I know a guy yeah. who's watched uh, who's watched a rugby match in, in France before. Who was I did, it? He's actually did. sitting right across from me, sitting right next to you. You went to France? I've been to France, yeah. My brother lived oh. there for a while. What? Yeah, he was a Fulbright scholar. He's a very intelligent lad. Smoked weed with John Hopkins. Johnny Hopkins <laughs> and Sloan Kettering. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they were placing that shit up every day. I went to, uh, I think it was Stade de France... Was the team? I don't know what league they play in. I don't think they're whatever is below Pro Fourteen, Top Fourteen, because hmm. Top Fourteen is their Pro That's League. That's their Premier League, which yeah. is super fun to watch, by the way. Yeah. The final 
you should watch that because it's a crazy game. The Australian captain, Will Skelton, plays along with Anton Dupont, the French nine, and a whole bunch of really good French players. Nice. French rugby is super good. And it's a super like well-received thing in the community of France, I've heard. Like it's like college football. They like people show up two hours really? before and tailgate and all that stuff. I mean, well, like, well, they've won Six Nations the prior year, so I mean, like, I mean, obviously it's big there, so mm-hmm. yeah. makes sense. Well, and they also, and we're gonna get into uh, membership dues later, but France more often than not has more club members for the France Union than any other country. Oh, I did so, not know that. It's so, also crazy because the population is not that high in France compared yeah. to other countries. So so that's something, too. They have the biggest player pool. They have the most people playing overall. Um, so that's really cool that the World Cup is in France just because it sounds like between the professional community and the high school kids and the college-age kids, uh, like there's a lot of good things going on there. The first match for the World Cup is going to be France versus New Zealand. Fucking, oh, my God. fucking real. It's that, going to be nuts. That's insane. And that's going to be at 2.15 in the afternoon, Friday, September 8th. So I don't know if you'd take off work early or if, you know, you, you guys, got it on during work. But, yeah, that's going to be huge. Like you're starting this, like you said, a war of attrition. You have four pool matches. And then if you make it into the knockout round, you have to win three more, and then boom, you are the World Cup champions. Mm-hmm. That I mean, and you're it's a murderer's row of the top 20 teams in the world. Mm. And in a short period of time, because Friday, September 8th is the very first match. And then the um, championship is on October 28th. Yeah, it's a lot of rugby in a yeah. very short In less span. than two months. Fast yeah. turnaround. Especially yeah. 15s. <laughs> yeah, and so real quickly, too, just so people know, so those pool play games, you know, they start first week of September. New Zealand, France, Italy, Uruguay, and Namibia. That's pool A. Uh, any predictions with that one? So that was something, too, I kind of wanted to go through, like your predictions of, like, who's your favorite, who's yeah. going to be a surprise, who's overrated. Before we get to those specifically, let's just go pool by pool. Yeah, that's fine. I think it, it should be noted that, like, the current world rugby rankings have Ireland 1, New Zealand 2, and France 3. Mm. So yeah, France is 3. Wow. France is – they're ballers. Their 9 huh. and 10 connection is super good. I think they're a really good side. And then they just played Scotland without their 9 and 10 even in the lineup. And it was a super competitive game. They, they like, brought a whole bunch of young kids in. And they mm. really – I mean, they, the game went the whole 80. So, I pick New Zealand and France to come out of that for sure. Namibia is always, yeah. like, you know, like the low connection. Mm-hmm. I always kind of root for them, but they're not doing anything. And then Italy is – I mean, it'll be an easy out with those two, I think. Yeah. Well, and you're not talking about Rob Lowe. You're talking about Lowe. He used to play for Bremer, right? Right. Whose last okay. name I can't remember. Lowe Van <clears> – <throat> Something like, keep it tight, keep it tight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Oh yeah, no, low. He was, he's an awesome guy. And Namibia is ranked 21 in the world. Uruguay is number 18 in the world. Um, just throwing this out there for context: uh, a team that's ranked 17th that didn't make the World Cup is USA. So Uruguay and Namibia are below US, but they qualified. USA didn't. Um, it's interesting. So. Yeah, I Worth think note. New Zealand, France, that should be 
pretty obvious. Ooh, yeah. we should put some bets on Yeah, this. but who comes out of that pool play as number one and number two, though? I'm not betting on that. I would, I mean, I'm pretty biased, but New I would Zealand? say, yeah, I'm taking New Zealand one all Just the way to the bank. France is at home. Do you think that's going to help them? Absolutely, I do. I think New Zealand's going to win the overall, though. <laughs> Like, they're going to win the World Cup. Hold on. Whoa, Phil, you're jumping the <laughs> well, gun. That's the, like, he's the one who said it, not me. <laughs> now, like, we have 90 minutes to fill here. <laughs> Spoiler, let's get to it right now. The, what I do appreciate is that that game isn't going to – like, they could both advance, and I think they will, regardless mm. of who wins that game. But I think like, for that to be the first game is, like, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like – that is do they wild. randomly draw or is that like super intentional that they did that hmm no idea you don't it's a good question i used to say i don't know in french i don't know uh <laughs> 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 je ne sais quoi uh, i took two years of french in high school and i can't remember i was gonna je ne sais pas? i was just picturing like they have ping pong balls and then that's how they <laughs> like oh i guess uh, no but i mean that's one way to kick off the tournament and then we got pool b you got South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, Tonga, and Romania. This is a pool of death, I think. Yeah, no. that's that's insane because when you look at those rankings, uh, who did you say? Ireland's number one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's, that's clear. They're going to be out of there for sure. South Africa's number four. Scotland's number five. Tonga, they play tough. They're 15th. And then Romania is 19th. Who, so... Yeah. Tonga is an interesting story because they changed the international. I'm going to go pee. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to walk around the couch. That's how I was trying to signal. So. Okay. All right. That's well, good because I could talk about this for plenty. Yes. Yeah. Long do enough that. For you to pee. Okay. 13 minutes. I'm going to cut that out. Nah, we'll leave it in. It's fine. People need to go know. pee already. My God. It's legal to pee in the podcast. <laughs> okay. Pull that. But so, uh,. I don't know a ton about it, just like the easy armchair Google stuff, but they changed the international, the rules for what country you can represent. Mm-hmm. So as I understand it, now if you haven't played an international game in three years and the country you're transferring to, either you're from, your parents are from, your parents or grandparents are from, mm-hmm. you can transfer so Tonga's got a bunch of really good Fijians. players. Like just, I mean, I don't know any specifics, but those island nations mm-hmm. constantly like these kids will get recruited basically out of high school and then they go to New Zealand. Yeah, is what I know because I follow a lot of New Zealand rugby. Yeah. So then they play in New Zealand long enough and they go up through those ranks and then their goal is to be an All Black and then they can fit the requirements to play for the all blacks so mm-hmm. they're like tong in my birth but they play for the all blacks okay so like parents. one yeah. yeah because yeah it's there's always a way i feel like i don't know <laughs> i shouldn't <laughs> get too political because i don't know but they have a guy israel flow or something he, and he used to play for australia and he was a baller but then he came out and they, you know they're a lot it's not to stereotype, but they can be very religious in these island countries. And he mm-hmm. had a lot of extremely homophobic things that came out on social media. And the Australian rugby union was like, see ya. So he's playing for Tonga along with a bunch of other people that have switched their nationalities because of these new rules. Wow. And this, these recent games they've played, they haven't won very much. And they've kind of underperformed and they've had a bunch of injuries. But Tonga could be a sleeper. 
Scotland is a team, and Zeus and I talk about this all the time, and he was really big on them, and I'm like, they had a pretty solid Six Nations campaign. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. Yeah. They, they, they finished number two, didn't they? I That sounds – it could be right. No, they know. did. Yeah, they finished number two, I'm pretty sure. And it's always like they're like good, but like, are they that good? And they have played – they played France – twice so the first time is when france didn't play their nine and ten and they played a really young side Mm. and the young french kids came out and they were winning like had a pretty decent lead in the first half and scotland came in the second half and won it Mm. through uh i guess maturity they have a really good 10 uh finn russell is their fly half they also have a guy did you remember uh i was gonna i thought you might know this saved by the bell Right, so they are in high school and then they go to college. Yep, and then the college they, years. They lived with a football player. Okay, Bob and Bullock. he had, and he had like a mullet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their number one looks like that guy. That's <laughs> Mike Golick's brother in real life. Yeah, of course. Is you it really? Know that. It's like, yeah, Bob Golick. <laughs> like Mike are you and Mike. For real? Like Mike and Bob Mike Bob in the morning. Bob, yeah, Bob Golick. <laughs> he played football. Are you for real? Yeah. He was an actor. So, Did he go to Notre Dame too? I think he's in Revenge of the Nerds too. So oh. Mike Golick's brother. Plays Bob number Bob. one for Scotland's national team. <laughs> <laughs> <And> Scotland <laughs> finished third behind. Ireland won the last six nations. Yeah, Ireland yeah. France got second. Oh, Scotland did? was third. I was oh, almost 100% oh, sure wait. that that was it. Scotland lost to like, somebody like Wales or something like that in the six nations, didn't they? No. I don't think no. so. They lost, to somebody, they the lost to somebody nations. who wasn't that super but great. Anyway. No, they lost to France. And they lost to Ireland, the two teams ahead of them. Well, they did. Okay. That was it. So Tonga would be like a super dark horse. And now let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. Convergence Acquisitions LLC is an organization dedicated to providing their creditor partners with a compliance solution for accounts receivable portfolio sales and servicing they enable for their clients to focus on their core business and provide them with a reliable partner they can count on to acquire distressed portfolios. Through over 30 years of accounts receivable management experience, they have developed processes and procedures to recover account portfolios while exceeding compliance expectations. They have partnered with well-respected law firms and other recovery vendors to create an ideal solution for their partners. Convergence Acquisitions evaluates and acquires portfolios including credit card, retail card, consumer loans, auto loans, draft deposit accounts, EMS services, and more. For more information on selling portfolios to use, please contact our business development team at 855-200-6096 or via email at acquisitions at convergenceacquisitions.com. So Ireland's obviously number one in the world. That's a pretty easy pick. And South Africa, frankly, I haven't been super impressed with. They played uh, New Zealand and Australia. And some of these sides recently, and they just had their fly half, center, and a lock get injured like very recently. Mm. But South Africa, they just won the last World Cup, and they're like proven World Cup ballers. So yeah. this pool is really hard. So it's e- like the easy answer would be South Africa and Ireland are coming out of it, which mm-hmm. is probably what I would go with. I would, Scotland yeah. is. Because Zeus was big on Scotland, and I was like, whatever, man. They're like, you know, it's a good story, but they're going to yeah. do anything. But after they played those two against France, and then they played France the second when France had their 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. And I think France won, but it was like 30-27. Like, it was okay. anybody's game. So Well, and then if you have an upset by Tonga or Romania mm-hmm. against one of the top teams, I mean, every point's going to matter. 
even a draw or even those bonus points, I mean, are going to make a huge difference just based off of how difficult this is going to be. Like, there's no easy matches. Um, yeah, because you're always going to want to take points, <clears throat> but if you get that mm-hmm. bonus point with tries, it can do a lot. Right. So, yeah, that's going to be... That's going to be a fun one. And just the different styles of play, too, where, like, Ireland and Scotland and the Six Nations, they see each other, but then to get just from all different places, South Africa and Tonga, Romania, that'll be cool. The next one, Pool C, we got Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, and Portugal. And so just reference there, um, let's see here. We got Australia is 8th. Wales is ninth, Fiji is 10th, so 8, 9, 10. Georgia is 11th. So right there, four of those teams are all right next to each other. And then Portugal is 16th. So this one also, I think, is going to be very difficult. Where I don't think anyone comes out of this pool to win the entire World Cup. But I think making it out of this pool will be very impressive. And you'll obviously jump to the top of the world ranking of like that chunk of four teams. Portugal, obviously, the the lowest one there um what's your take on this one i would say that if any in my opinion if any of these teams is gonna like be on a path to win it it would be fiji Mm -hmm. so australia is probably the biggest nation historically but they have not looked good no they have they just announced their squad and they only have one fly up and he's young. He's like 20. He's only has four international caps. Ooh. And then behind mm. him, Yikes. you would think would be Quade Cooper, who's played a ton for him, but he did not get selected, which I think is a big mistake. They also didn't select Michael Hooper, who's always played for right. him. You've probably, he's got like the beady eyes and the hair. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. He's, I don't like Australia, so I don't really like him. But, uh, <laughs> well, and then they just hired their coach. Their coach, people Eddie were, Jones. Yep, people were wanting to see USA to go after Eddie Jones. Yeah, because he just came from England. Yeah, yeah. And so now he's back to Australia because he was there way back. I think like thirty years ago, he helped yes. with some. I, I forget. I don't think he was the head coach. He might have been, but he, he also coached Japan when they beat South Africa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He's done some big things and a lot of people were calling for USA rugby to be like, "Go, go out and get him." And then I it seems like yeah. people are <laughs> very upset with some of the decisions he's made with Australia with this roster selection. He's I mean, he backs it like he quoted and he said this young team is fast and they can win a World Cup and they can win the world next the next World Cup and that's why I selected him, which mm. you know, why wouldn't you say that? Yeah. Right. I said that to Zeus and Sherm in that chat and they're like well what else are you gonna say i was like i don't know i probably wouldn't say that much you know, that's like that's a big plate yeah is he trying to get on for like well they have to extend me to the next world cup because <laughs> yeah. it's like well this one we got knocked out in pool play but the, the experience one. was valuable exactly he's just a character and they're I, still yeah. developing <laughs> i don't really like or dislike eddie jones he's just a character you know yeah, yeah. um but then so i don't and australia just hasn't looked like what you would expect i guess mm-hmm. um do you think they make it out of the pool though well can i just go okay, through sorry, all the teams sorry, or not <laughs> fiji sorry. has played it's your show <laughs> can we take a five can you take a five <laughs> i'm gonna go yeah. piss again <laughs> i had said some great stuff i was happy you left actually when you, I'm just kidding. <laughs> fiji has done really well they play like some you know they all all these tournaments have names rugby championship the pacific invitational you know, the FedEx Cup. I don't know. But so Fiji has played uh, Tonga, I think Samoa, and Japan, and they won all of them, and they won that whole thing. And they've looked 
pretty good. And I think Fiji is one of those teams that has also benefited from the new laws of um, international players. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just they're good. Transfer I think, portal. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they get nil money. <laughs> yeah. But they also, I think, there's some crazy stat like a whole bunch of their team plays for this uh, Super League team, which is like the professional rugby in yeah. New Zealand, and they have a big feeder into there. Mm. So Fiji is. I guess probably not a huge like betting favorite, but they are very, very talented mm-hmm. and they can play with anyone. They just have really good instincts. Wales played like buns in the six nation. They were awful. Mm-hmm. So they come out in their most, their more recent games, they played England and thumped them like 20 to three or mm-hmm. something. And then they played just yesterday and England got, there were four cards in the game. England had three guys in the bin at the same time, including oh. their captain, Owen Farrell. Mm. And let's be politically correct and say the only rule in my life, international rugby, other than Johnny Wilkinson, is fuck England. Don't like England. <laughs> mm. Do not like Owen Farrell, their captain, who usually plays fly half. He had a no rap, high tackle, shoulder to the head, got red carded like two weeks before the World Cup. He's could potentially miss a game has nothing to do with this take on Wales. I just really don't like him. Um, <laughs> we need to be said. We needed to be said. But Wales coming into this World Cup, I was like, they're, you know, they're going to get run over, and they have played really well. So I actually think I would pick Fiji and Wales out of this, which oh. I think is kind of mm-hmm. dicey. Fiji's won some World Cup, sevens World Cups, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know. Do they have a lot? Do you know? Do the, does Fiji have a lot of their sevens guys playing? Their 15 team? I don't know. I don't think so because a lot of the guys that play for P- Fiji play 15 Super League, like mm. in the mm. New Zealand Super League gotcha. or the New Zealand Australia. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, do they play kind of like a backyard style, more free flowing, and kind of like their sevens team at all? Do you know or I? Yeah, they do. I mean, they they play better like off the cuff, but mm. I mean, they have they have they're good in set pieces and they can play some. Good uh, heads up ball. Yeah. <laughs> now and then we got Pool D, and leading the way, your favorite team, <laughs> England, uh, is in there. And England is ranked right now number six. Then we have Japan. They are number fourteen. Argentina, who is number seven. We have Samoa who is 12, and then Chile, who is 22, and they are the team that knocked out the USA in the, how do you say the word, reap charge, reap a charge, reap, you know? I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, though? I don't. You making I don't up words word. again? No, it was when USA could play to get in to the last spot, basically, in yeah. the World Cup, and then we tied Chile, but because of, like, tiebreakers and the, the aggregate and all that stuff, we missed out. I watched that. That was unpleasant. Yeah, Very unpleasant. and the way that game ended with the the kicking and the giving away the possession. So you heard it first. Chile is going to win the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> now this is an interesting one. They do have from... baby back ribs. Sure. <laughs> so it's right by my parents' house too. It's Chili's. <laughs> it actually is just an entire team made up of you know line cooks and <laughs> <laughs> bartenders from Chili's. Oh, they have a lot. They have a lot of flair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so before the last couple of weeks, this would be a really interesting pool because I didn't think 
England looked all that good in the Six Nations, frankly. Japan mm-hmm. is a nation that in you know the last 10 years or so has been on the like a meteoric rise oh, yeah. and argentina the same yeah and then samoa has always been a team with really good players but they haven't done a ton so samoa is also which i think is really great that these island nations are benefiting from the new laws from tra- player transfers so they have three guys that have played for the all blacks including fly half lima it's like I can spell it. I don't know if I can say it though. <laughs> Supawanga, and he's at a time was one of the best, most accurate kickers in the world. Mm. If any of you guys have Amazon Prime and watch the the All Black, the All for yeah. what is it? Yeah. All for nothing. All for nothing. All Black. So he's in that. He played fly half for him there, and he started and he played a couple games. Mm. He went and played professionally because he played for the Highlanders in, in in New Zealand, and then he went and played for Lyon in France. Can you put that pool back up, or did you get rid of it? Yeah, we got the pool right here. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. I got bored, and I just started you know, going on Facebook. No. <laughs> so they haven't done I got, they haven't done super well in this Pacific League, but Liam also, for example, hasn't even played with the team yet. He was just – because he just – Oceana, I think they call it now. What? Oceana, they call it now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he, was, he was actually just in Japan because he transferred from his French team and signed a contract in Japan on a tech zoo. So I was like, what the fuck? I thought this guy was playing for Samoa in the World Cup. He's in Japan. I'm confused. Anyway, he's there. Argentina was a team. He's with Japan or Samoa now? He's with Samoa. Okay. He went to, mm. went to Japan. He moved to Japan to play with their club, and now he's with the national team. Mm. Uh, Argentina is a team that's been really good. Lately, in the last couple years, like Pablo Matera is one of the best. He plays flanker for him, and he played, he played in New Zealand. I think he's actually currently playing in Japan as well. Wow, he's a really top player in the world, and their whole team had been doing really well and really strong in the scrums. But yeah, they're tough scrumming team. Yeah, they always are tough scrumming team. But this last rugby championship, I don't think they won a game. Which I mean, there's pretty stiff competition, but still not a good look. And then Japan. So a bunch of good international players will sign contracts and go play pro in Japan because yeah. there's a lot of money there. And what they say is the speed and the like the pace of the game there is super high, mm. super high. And so they'll get in that shape and then they come and play like international tests or come back and play in the play pro in New Zealand and they have to like gain weight. And they're worried uh-huh. about because the, the contact is so much more intense. Or over there, it's a lot quicker. Mm. So Japan, Japan can flash a lot, but lately they just haven't done very well. And then England is, I don't know, they're going to be good. I think they probably make it out of this pool, unfortunately. Bunch of fucking limeys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I really think, I really think it'll be England or Australia that come out. But I hope it's England and Samoa. You mean Argentina? What did I say? Australia. Yeah, Argentina. Yeah, yeah, the A. But you think Samoa's going to make it out? I think it'll be England and Argentina. I oh. hope it's England and Samoa. Gotcha. Hmm. Nice. So looking at this, so Pool A. I Argentina and Samoa. What did I say? You said you hope it's England and Samoa. I hope it's England and Samoa, but I think it'll be England okay. and Argentina. Okay, got it. But he hates England. But either way, yeah. England's going to get yeah. Other than Johnny Wilkinson. I hate so Pool A... <laughs> Pool A, New Zealand and France. Mm-hmm. Pool B, 
You yeah. took Ireland and South Africa? Yeah, but I really think Scotland could be there, too. That's a really tough one. Mm-hmm. That is tough. Pool C. I, like I took Wales and Fiji. And then Pool D. England and Argentina. Gotcha. But hopefully Samoa. Right. Because we don't like England. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, you know, some names, you know, not making the World Cup, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we look at some of the teams that didn't make the World Cup, you know, we got Uruguay, mm-hmm. we got Spain, we got Canada, uh, Hong Kong, Russia, Netherlands, Switzerland. Why would um, it be called Hong Kong instead of just China? Whoa. Gim, do you want to take over on that? I, I do. Until 1999, I believe, Hong Kong was technically part of the British monarchy. And then something transferred over, but they never really fully uh, wanted to join the whole Republic, you know, Communist Republic of China. So they're like economically part of their government, but they want to be their own thing. Kind of like how Thai, we call Taiwan, Taiwan. And you watch the Olympics and they call it Chinese Taipei because they don't want to get invaded by China. And that's what China calls them. Hmm. Yeah, because China, aware of all that. Wow. China's rugby team is actually ranked 82nd in the world. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that is different. Hong Kong is its own little. Hong Kong's technically place. yeah separate entity, and they're good, kind of good at rugby because they were part of the British monarchy. Huh. Yep. So Learn new every day. Yep. Yeah. No. Have you seen that movie, <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians? They all have British accents. You know. Interesting. No, and that's why too. Um, <laughs> you know, we brought Gimli in because he he has that perspective and knows things. That's why immediately when Phil, you're like. Why don't you just call China? I'm like, Gim knows. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, nobody's going to look it up. Yeah, we're good. Um, but yeah, September 8th, World Cup starts. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And it's in France. So there's going to be some. Did you tough... say Uruguay did make it or didn't make it? Did not. Did not. Did we say I they did? No, you. you no. Well, don't believe I think they are. Are they? Okay, then I, then I goofed. I goofed. And I. Canada, I meant Canada didn't make Canada it. Canada didn't. I, I meant to say Paraguay didn't make uh, it. Uh, I, I apologize. You know, I've done that if I had a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> I also really want to just go back really quick so I can talk a little more. Yeah. You can I, talk as much as you want, yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I think Scotland makes it out and South Africa doesn't. Okay. I'm like changing. Oh. I was peeing. Sorry, it's a little <laughs> time to reflect insider information on the pod and i just i don't know they're hot at the right time i mean that's what it's all about mm. man i like that uh and i i feel like too when we were talking six nations we were really high on scotland like when we were following along because oh. yeah, their first two weeks were i they mean, came first, out hot. yeah they were they really came out hot. Good. so keeping on with the world cup you got our pool winners we got everyone who made it out um, who is your favorite to win the whole thing? New Zealand. New Zealand. Is yeah. that hands down think they're going to retake the number one ranking? <clears throat> That's what I think. I think that when – because they played the Steinlager series, they played Ireland three times. And mm-hmm. it was like one of the few times I stayed up until God knows when and Zeus <laughs> streamed it. And I like – we Zoomed and I screen shared – his phone or is <laughs> we watched it till like three in the morning and so ireland won two out of those three games in new zealand for the first time ever and mm. it was like i don't know why i get i have no ties to new zealand at all other than they were when i played right. started playing in high school they were the best team so 
and the United States was not very good. But I just think they were figuring some things out. Their head coach, Ian Foster, has his replacement has already been named for after the World Cup, and mm. Scott Robertson, who they call Razor, who's coached the Crusaders, who won yeah. you know, the championship 100 years in a row. Yeah. But I just think that – I just think they're good. They play – a style of ball that's similar now to like the Northern Hemisphere teams, and I think they do mm. it better. And I okay. think they got things figured out. And I think, yeah, I think they're going to win the World Cup. All right. Uh, who would you say is some of the surprises? He kind of mentioned a couple of teams. Who do you think might either have a big upset, kind of like a Japan over South Africa, you know, a few years back? Right. Or like, you know, even though it didn't get them out of the pool, um, it did change the trajectory, I feel like, of their program. Oh, yeah. Or a team that could surprise and get out of a pool. Or just, yeah, just kind of a big moment. Um, Not to mention that, you know, they beat South Africa, and then South Africa won the World Cup that year. Right. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it kind of hit them both on – hit both teams. Right. I think, you know, I was really big on Tonga. They've had some injuries, and they haven't done very well. But I really think, like – Fiji coming out and doing well is what I want to pick, but I also don't know how big of a surprise that would be. Right. I think that maybe Samoa, with some of the new pieces pieces they've added, could really make some splash and beat some teams mm-hmm. that people don't think they could. I do think, though, with Fiji, I know they're ranked 10th in the world, but still, do people give them enough credit for 15s? Because I, when I think Fiji, I just think 7s. Yeah. I don't really think of their 15s program. So I do think, I mean, if they come out and they play kind of like how you say, they make it to the knockout round, um, I don't know. I think that could be a surprise because I think a lot of people think of Fiji as like, ah, they're just good at 7s. Yeah, you they're know just I mean? like a bunch of athletic they've had like a ball in their like hands since they're little kids farmers and they're just playing pickup ball but they all like i said they all play like the majority of those players play professionally in that new zealand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tournament the which i can't come up with the name of but you know it's where like the chiefs and the crusaders and the hurricanes all play super super rugby this interview is brought to you by Tighthead Brewing Company. Tighthead Brewing Company is a craft brewery located in Mundelein, a suburb of Chicago. Their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music, wonderful company, and the best beer in town. Since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They distribute through Dahl Distributing. You can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And, oh yeah, the name Tight Head. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tight Head prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. Enjoy Tight Head Brewing Company. Yeah, yeah, right. super, super rugby. Yeah. And so they have to, I mean, you have to be on your game up, down, all around to even show up in that league. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the majority of their players play there. So I think that the structure and the understanding of the game is there. Mm-hmm. And then all the skills that we associate with Fiji, I mean, those aren't going away either. So right. I really think that if they can get their set pieces down and take care of like the little things that can kill you in a test match, because that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's huge. It's like, you kind of watch it and you don't watch a lot of international rugby. And it's like, well, they're kicking a lot. It's like, well, they're 
put the high ball up to put pressure and then it's field position and then it's set pieces and mm-hmm. like you got to click on every cylinder you yeah. know one bad line out could turn you know could change the whole game even though if you oh yeah if you don't yeah phil knows (laughs) (laughs) hey man (laughs) you jumped in it was perfect (laughs) but i i just think that they could they're not the fiji that you know not just this they're not just some novelty that can Mm -hmm. throw the ball behind their back without looking right Mm -hmm. and that's why too like i think people see on instagram you know like the highlights of like fiji sevens and it's just like oh like there's uh <laughs> that's exactly what i do yeah when I mean, I watch it's the highlights. Caption. I'm, literally I'm, I'm in public and i look down at my phone and i see a highlight and i'm just like, <laughs> He's like, hey, okay. like, like get this guy out of viridian like <laughs> can't you, you can't bank here quit whatever anyways um they had a coach redheaded guy um uh, i'm blanking on his name um the guy that coached the cowboys no, not Jason Garrett. Okay. No, it was it was a white guy, red hair, who coached Fiji Sevens, and I think he was. I don't know what where he was from, but he they asked him one time, and they're like, "Oh, you know, like how, like what is your plan to be unpredictable for the defense?" And he's like, "Well, if we don't know what we're gonna do, they obviously don't know what we're gonna do." <laughs> and I remember that stuck with me, and I'm like, "This is a." olympic gold medal team (laughs) right and like your game plan is you don't have a plan but obviously they do have a plan so i think that narrative like gets twisted because Mm -hmm. like they definitely have a plan right it's just they are so smooth ben ryan was his name it just came to me sounds like organized chaos (laughs) yes 100 percent organized chaos where where was ben ryan from you have red hair I was gonna ask if it was Brennan that was their coach. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't me. I, I can confirm it wasn't me. Uh, I think he's from England. Okay, that's what I thought too. Yeah. So we don't like him too much, but you know. yeah, that's why I forgot his name. Fell out because I'm like, he sucks. This has nothing to do with the pod, and you guys might get mad at me. But is your brother on strike right now? Does he work for? Is he a SAG member? Uh, no, he's not a SAG. Okay, he, that's all I need guild. No, he's not. Okay. He's uh, but somebody also can't work because everybody else is on strike. Wait. Your brother writes? Real brother quick. That's a writer. Tell tell Phil about your brother. My brother lives in Los Angeles. Pat. Pat. Who what? hopefully listens to the podcast now. Yeah. But he's a, yeah, he's a screenwriter. He writes like commercial treatments, but he's written some movie scripts and stuff. Did he ever what? work? Did he ever work with a hip hop group? Um <laughs> <laughs> When he was in college, he did a lot of uh, he went to college in Los Angeles film school. He did a lot of uh, summer odd jobs for mtv production and he uh, helped on a show called adventures in hollywood starring <laughs> three six mafia which was a reality what? show about three six mafia mm-hmm. hung aren't with... you happy i showed up today his Dude, name was his name was, his name was pat and project, the, pat. And project pat and project pat thought that was great it's the same name that mm-hmm. is great that's awesome except he's I love like three, six, six foot eight yeah your brother uh, Project Pat. Yeah. So Pat had to go get some like you know like butt wraps and booze for him a lot. That's kind of what he did. I think. I don't know. But yeah. No. That's all. That's all you can say safely on the podcast. He's doing okay. <laughs> but he's got a movie script. Yeah. Uh, it isn't getting made because no one's making anything. So he's not in the. Yeah. He's not in the guild. But he can't be. You know. A scab. Oh, yeah, I was he just can't be, say that. He's a scab. Can't be, he can't be a scab. <laughs> Crossing so that picket line. Gotta, Never want to be not in the union. Yeah, so. Do you, Phil? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was informed that we weren't going to talk about that today. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, are you, no one told are me. you unionized? 
I am not unionized. All right, we Eric, should... are you unionized? <laughs> I am. Oh, oh boy, Ryan, <laughs> are you unionized? Yeah, but I feel like I'm <laughs> not. I'm not either. <laughs> okay, so that's it's why a good we thing share, we're on this side of the table. That's why we share a microphone. Okay, let's get back on with the chlorophyll. Okay. I've been thinking. I was. I wondered that earlier today. I haven't seen Billy Madison. More like chlorophyll. Yeah. All right. Eric's just been glaring at Phil this whole time, like, join the union. Because <laughs> his bald head looks better than mine. <laughs> I just freshly shaved it. So. He's more muscular. You guys Don't, could be brothers. All good. People um, thought we were brothers. That's true. When They did. When I worked at Gusto, and they're like, whoa, you guys have another brother? Maybe we're all long-lost brothers. And that's whoa. Cool. Have you guys seen Inception? Yeah, I have seen the movie. Oh, have I you haven't. seen Have you seen that movie where Pierce Brosnan is a doctor, and then 007? everyone no, oh. and everyone's like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" And then they find out that the doctor they were like trying to like get pregnant, and then that doctor uh, got mm, everybody in the community pregnant with his own mm, um, sperm. Mm, that and actually, so like, every, that was a true story. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, everybody in town story. was related. I saw the the Netflix documentary about yeah, that actually happening. HBO one's wild. Yeah. Or maybe it was HBO. I don't know. Yeah. The movie no. I watched was actually really bad, and they tried to make it paranormal, but it was just Pierce Brosnan. Um, let's get back to rugby. Who's from Ireland? He Wait. probably likes Ireland rugby. That's how we're going to come back to this. I think Ireland rugby's going to win the whole thing. Yeah, they could. I'm not biased. Oh, you were in the bathroom when he picked New Zealand. He said, hands down, easy. You think Ireland? Why I is didn't he say wrong? easy. Well, I... Easy, uh, easy decision for, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, as we discuss this, they're, one of the TVs we have on is playing uh, an old match from 2021, and the All Blacks are currently doing the Haka, so I might change my mind, too. So it's quite <laughs> quite intimidating. That's the guy who didn't make the lineup? The guy they for, showed? No, that even yeah. Elizabeth or whatever? Yeah. Oh, this... Never mind. It's South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah. Yeah. That's, He's... Same color scheme. They should yeah. work on that. Yeah. No, so uh, who who, uh, who do you think's most overrated at the World Cup? Who do you think's gonna disappoint or come out and just like people are gonna be like, "Wow, I thought they would do more." I think both South Africa and Australia. I would say Australia okay. because I really have been disappointed with what they've done. So two game, New Zealand played Australia, and New Zealand started. A whole their whole tight five was not starters. And I think it, there was at least one new cap in there, maybe two, and they had not their clear cut ten. Mm-hmm. I don't think, and mm-hmm. they kind of mixed around in the backfield a little bit. And Australia actually got out to a pretty sizable lead, and then the second half, New Zealand made some subs, and they brought Aaron Smith, their uh, scrum half, back in, and Richie Moonga, their fly half, and they won. And the scoreline made it look like it was really tight because it was. But I think, you know, New Zealand was playing with a much different team. Mm-hmm. And Australia had, you know, their team that they, I think, the team that they want to go forward with. And they still didn't get it done. And I just, I don't know. I think either one of those two, but I've been less impressed with Australia. Gotcha. And just so you know, if. Also, on... fucking, just yeah. for the record. And was we, this game like <laughs> a couple days ago? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think that game was a it was a week ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they played each other twice though in like the last. Month. Yeah, and New Zealand shit stomped them the first time. Yeah, they did. Yeah. All my uh, World Cup betting, if FanDuel has Rugby World Cup on there, it's going to be based on your predictions here. Just <laughs> so you know. Perfect. So, could be good. Better be good. 
I don't bet much, so I'll bet you that you do well. I'll bet you one. <laughs> one <Tenet>. friendship. <laughs> yeah, one <laughs> friendship. Wow, that's pretty big. One uh, unit. One unit. <laughs> what, is, what sci-fi you, movie it is when they go by units? Star Wars. Is it? Maybe. Okay. Either way. Um, I don't know. It's always say, sunny uh, when they have the... <laughs> Your stress level is 172. 172 that's, what? That's bad. That's bad. Units. That's bad. The fifth element is what I was going to say. I don't know. Oh, fifth element? Oh, I just watched that the other day. Yeah. Corbin Dallas. Corbin! 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 <laughs> Kids are sleeping. You can't yell. I know, but Chris Tucker's retired. We're never going to see him again. I think we will. I've heard okay, rumors. Good. Has your brother talked to him? Uh, no. What's we'll the insider information? Yeah. Have your we brother call him. He had lunch with Mario Lopez a while back. Like, uh, <laughs> like how long ago? Like years ago? Wow. AC Slater? Yeah. I don't think I should be talking about this. <laughs> Do you think Mario Friday. Lopez is on strike? Can you uh, confirm or deny? All right. All I can confirm is he's beautiful. That's all. Mm. And he was a heck of a wrestler, but never got to go to Iowa. Yep. Him or AC Slater? AC wow. Slater. I mean, he could have done it too. <laughs> So speaking of disappointments, <laughs> the United States rugby team did not make the World Cup. We talked about that, and this is kind of the second part of this. The not-so-fun part, but also like it's important because we care a lot about rugby. We care a lot about USA. And I want to talk about your thoughts, Nichols, about basically where the USA went wrong, how we can get back, and... And just some of the good stuff. And I and I want to throw a disclaimer out there first. Because, like, when you look at things online and people talk, people are very general. And they go, like, USA Rugby sucks. Or I'm mad at USA Rugby. <clears throat> I don't think anybody is talking about specific players. I don't think they're talking, like, anyone who wears the jersey or, like, the current coaching staff. I think people are talking more about, like, the systematic business decisions that are made. They're Mm -hmm. mad at the organization. They're not mad at the people who are working because, like, the players, you know, they're busting their butts. They're doing everything they can do. They're accomplishing, like, a dream of theirs, Mm -hmm. but they're not put in the best position to be successful. Is that fair to say? Like, would you agree with that? Like, I don't think anyone's mad at the players. So when people go, like, like, when USA lost to Portugal and in the comments it was embarrassing, terrible, this is awful. I don't think they were talking about the guys. They were talking about USA Rugby as an organization. Yeah, it's like a, the the product as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think the hardest part is you can look at USA Rugby and then like insert tier one country here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like there's not a lot of levels <coughs> where we're even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> how do we fix it to where we're – because what we want is the top. Right, we want to be in the World Cup, vying mm-hmm. for winning international games, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Not to mention revenue and all that other stuff. But mm-hmm. I think that it's like you can't pump all your money into grassroots because that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But then, so say you do that, so then you get all these guys that are good talent coming out of high school and into college. Well, then there's nowhere for them to go, mm-hmm. and then you can't. You know, it's like there's. You can't solve all the problems at once. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Zeus about this, actually. I don't want to take anyone else's ideas and make them sound like they're mine when we were talking, but it's like... And if it's wrong, it's his fault. Right. <laughs> yeah, I have someone to... <laughs> A fall guy. <laughs> it's like, how do you solve this? I don't know. I have no idea. Like, maybe... It's, it's complicated. You, you just pump all your money in to try to qualify for the next World Cup and go from there. 
because if you try to start it at the ground up and then get the you know the little kid levels you know mm-hmm. like the the not like infants but like yeah like the six elementary yeah, middle school you like all, yeah, and you, so we're whatever. like 50 fucking years behind everyone else you right. know mm-hmm. like you watch i listen to this podcast what a lad with james marshall it's a, he's a he was a pro new zealand player and he just interviews players and so one of the questions he always asks is like tell us you know how you became an all black or became a pro player or whatever and mm-hmm. it's always like well i was doing this and then i went to this high school to basically to play rugby like i went to this mm-hmm. school and then i went to this school and then from there i played for the npc like the national provincial whatever it is right you know like the wellington lines and all that stuff and then they play there and then they get brought up as an apprentice to the super league team and then there they're they're like there but they aren't really there it's kind of mm-hmm. like a red shirt to the pro team then they get a pro contract or maybe they go here and then they become an all and it's like very clear pipelines of like you work at this, you get to the top of this, you move to the next one. Exactly. There's like, it doesn't have to go, you know, not everyone's path is the same, but mm-hmm. the architecture is there. The infrastructure right. is there for them to do it. We're right. here, you know, like when did Paul Emmerich start playing? I mean, do you know? 99, 2000. Or like how old was he? Was it his sophomore uh, year of college? 20, or, 21. Yeah, so he's 20 years 21, old. So these guys have, guess. so like there's a guy on, I think Australia who qualified, he got selected for the World Cup, he's 20 years old. So, like, guys, like, the best, arguably, the best player that's ever played for the United States had never played rugby before. Totally was 20, yeah. And this guy mm-hmm. is already playing at the World Cup. So, you can't just pick one level and say, let's start there. But I do think it's it's going to be, like, if we put all our effort every four years into making a team that could qualify, like, maybe we could do that. But we're never going to go anywhere. Right. Because we don't have grass root like the mlr i think is great it's been pretty tough for me to latch on and i'll admit that i'm like a rugby snob and like i would rather watch international <laughs> yeah, yeah and like i've seen your snap stories yeah the super there's league. no mlr stuff on. There. i know and you know maybe i'm part of the problem and maybe i they should challenge me to watch it you mm-hmm. know like and I think that there's been a lot of great stuff, so I don't mean to poo-poo on anything. Anytime the United States is involved in anything, whether it's women's soccer or ice skating or anything, I'm always going to watch, be invested in root for the United States, mm-hmm. which is why, in a weird way, the USA not qualifying for this World Cup is really convenient for me. Because <laughs> I have, like, no homegrown allegiance I have to dance with. Because, like, when we went to Chicago to see the All Blacks mm, play, yeah. and there'd be U.S. guys wearing... New Zealand jerseys. I was like, fuck you, man. Like, This episode is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy, the premier epoxy company in Iowa. You need your floors looking good. You need to redo the entire shop, the locker room floor, the fire station, the man cave. Those are the guys to call. There's an infinite amount of floors that you could possibly mess with here. So whatever you need done, they can do some wicked ass designs for you. Whatever you got going on, just get it done. Get a hold of them. Infinite designs, 100% satisfaction. Rotor Epoxy. Find them online now. Yeah, they're going to win. Yeah, yeah they're probably going to put 100 on us, but yeah, almost yeah. did. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you think I'm not, you think I'm here to watch them? Dude. I'm here to watch. Sonny Bill Williams play. Do you remember that match too, though, where like when we made that uh, penalty kick, like 
three points. Yeah. And we all lost. Just went fucking mm-hmm. Everybody nuts. just went nuts in the stadium. Wasn't that the first time USA had ever scored a point on New Zealand? It was something no, like No, Nate well, Osberger scored a try. That was the first that time. Was yeah. the most, that was the most recent yes. game. Yes, yeah. yes, that's what it was. And when I went, did you go, when, when it was at Soldier Field, mm-hmm. that was yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. The rugby weekend. Yeah, whatever yeah. year that was. Mm-hmm. That was, was when we had the crew necks with the, the shield and the American flag. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was, was a good time. That was a good weekend. But anyway, back to your question. Like, I'm not very qualified to answer or even give insight on this, in my opinion. But I think <laughs> the problem is, like you said, it's systemic and there's mm-hmm. no quick fix. It's not like you can do one thing that will lead to this and lead to that. I think we need to attack it in different areas. But I mm-hmm. would say the most important one is trying to get the USA relevant in at the national stage let that trickle down while also pumping funds into the youth and try to hit it from both ends. Right. Cause I don't, I don't know how realistic that is. I and guess. I think too, you know, with the world cup coming to the United States, um, two cycles from now, like the kids who are graduating high school are going to be in their mid to late twenties. Right. Like those are the guys. So do we focus right there? And, you know, thinking of how New Zealand and those other tier one nations are set up and how the pipelines are so smooth and easy, you look at the United States where it's a mess. You know, you look at college rugby where most people are introduced to the game. There are like eight different national champions. Mm-hmm. There's like a fall national champion, a spring one. There's 15s, there's 7s. You have NCR, USA Rugby, the ACR. the Like there's all these different governing bodies. And then you have these all-star teams. But when you have, you know, 12 different all-star teams in each region, you're not getting the best of the best. And I feel like, too, that's a huge problem where no one really knows. And every, like, school or club is, like, trying to position themselves for success. And then guys get lost in the shuffle. And then, again, there's no real youth, like, elementary, middle school identification process. And by Mm -hmm. the time we find these players 18 to 24 years old, they are so far behind that when you watch the MLR draft, you're going to see a lot of foreign players, not the USA guys, because there's eight, six years of experience different, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. at least. I, and I think that's something where USA rugby needs to, like, play nice with NCR, National Collegiate Rugby, or, like, they need to find a way to work together so all college athletes are, like, on the same playing field so we can see how they interact with each other, who is actually the best of the best, and then, yeah, trying to find a better way to develop local coaches like american coaches and then also developing that talent i don't know i i don't know where you put the money either because this is something i want to read this and get your opinion on this phil did you have something while i pull this up are you, you pulling are that? you pulling up the due increases yes yeah, yeah i read i read the whole thing because i was really curious about it Can and I just, just one second yeah, so ahead. what's it i haven't played for like six years what are dues like, well, like I, I'm, I'm just on a club. What's it cost me to play? It's going to be about $100 now. $100? Yeah, it's like $93, $95 is I think what it adds up to, which I'm pretty sure when we like played it, you and I, it was like $45. I would pay and people's dues. It's like well, whatever. And this was back. this was like 10 years ago when I played, and it was about, yeah, 45 bucks I think, when you when I was playing with you and I, and you had to register through USA Rugby. That was for the insurance and stuff, and mm-hmm. whatever the year union due was. Mm-hmm. Sick. And now like it's union. it's literally like doubled. <laughs> I'm surprised he joins the Iowa Rugby Union. <laughs> I know I, I have a lot of resentment towards it, but I do it anyways. <laughs> He'd no, but play like, rugby. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm serious. No, like it's, it's basically doubled in about ten years. Yeah, 
it's, and, well, yeah, it's more than doubled from when you and I were at when we were yeah, you and I. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and what people are saying is too, like when you pay your dues, only part of it goes to USA Rugby, and then part of it goes to Midwest Rugby, and then part of it goes to the Iowa Rugby Union. Mm-hmm. So you're feeding three different mouths. It's not like USA Rugby is like, hey, we got this much. No. We're going to give this back and, to your union, spread it out, whatever. And granted, like obviously the article is posted by USA Rugby, so like they're coming up with reasons, obviously for like like for the increase, which. You know, they're trying to create more positions because supposedly, like, obviously over the past three years since COVID, things are starting to pick back up. So they need, you know, to hire more staff. They're claiming they're short-staffed. And they did say something about investing back into grassroots rugby in that article. But, I mean, I don't know, over the past, you know, five, six, seven years, like, I haven't really seen anything. Seems like motherfuckers like you are the only people that are investing in grassroots rugby, I think. Uh, (laughs) But But, I mean, from the top, it doesn't feel like anyone from USA Rugby gives a shit whether we it's hard to say though that they're saying they're gonna it's hard to say they're gonna, you know, put it back into grassroots rugby. Like they talked about not having a D three national championship this past year. They put that out for a vote. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Because of cost and stuff like that. It's like do you really care about the way they the way they tried to frame it was it's expensive when you guys qualify for nationals. Do you guys even want to do that? Because then you have to go play in playoffs, and it's expensive. What if we just cancel it and we That's keep ridiculous. the money? It's like and the it's like, highlight whoa, whoa. of my entire rugby career. Like, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, like your shirt you're dude, wearing right now yeah. is that dude. a nationals shirt? Like, I mean, when Bremer dude, in an article too, they were talking about they haven't had a chief financial officer since COVID. It's that position's been vacant. So, like, basically, somebody who's been who's supposed to be in charge of the money. Has not been there, so that's you also can, concerning. Do you consider it applying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they did file for bankruptcy that year too. So I mean, I don't know. yeah, well, I think so. money's the big issue here, and I think it's the simplest thing that we don't talk about. But obviously, you know, just looking at every other successful American professional sports program or collegiate, uh, people they get paid play sports. So you get the best players by paying them. Mm-hmm. The average All Black makes almost a million dollars. The average USA Eagle makes maybe six figures probably a little under mm-hmm. 100 grand just to be a cap usa eagle and then the average american rugby player in mlr is like what 40 grand yeah it's not great or less most yeah. yeah most of those guys i would be shocked if a usa eagle made six figures right and, now to be honest and i think i mean if they do it's total income not right. just from yeah. yeah yeah but like the front office people make more money Right. And like pretty much every other sports organization, that's not how it works. The players make yeah, money, the money's on the field. Then the coaches, yeah. then the then the office makes. Well, because obviously, you know, we had talked about it a while ago because there had been some highlights about like why we went into bankruptcy in the first place. The was, rim investment, yeah, and then uh, Very obviously, poor yeah, just really pushing like you paying know foreign coaches, yeah, paying foreign coaches, USA sevens, Bad rim job. like just giving, <laughs> just giving really like. <laughs> Really invested in Las Vegas 7s, the Soldier Field stuff, which was, like, highlights, you know, over the past, like, decade. That's mm-hmm. really cool shit that we did. But at the same time, it was, like, killing us financially. As, they could have played that. Program. They could have brought New Zealand to play the United States at a high school field, and we always still would have gone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, I, well, I would have brought my own lawn chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching matter. rugby standing up cold for 12 straight years of you my life. Yeah. You could have <laughs> picked a collegiate field or something like that. It would yeah. probably been way cheaper, sure. and you would have had just as many people. But like, it was on It was on NBC. Yeah. Do they do they go to a high school field with NBC cameras? Or when you say, oh, it's at Soldier the Field. The Unidome. But, I mean, they do that for I'm just, Field of yeah. Dreams, though, for baseball. I mean, that was being – Yeah. 
I was being a little bit ridiculous. No, but, yeah, but I mean, it's a it's a good point. I yeah. mean, yeah. it's we yeah. like, yeah, like New Zealand's coming to town. Like, we're gonna drive six hours to go see them. Oh, like, just, it, we're yeah, gonna make it down. happen. Yeah, but I what just, I was gonna say was, what I want to get to here the post USA rugby had about raising dues mm-hmm. and the takes that some of the people had. Um, Eric Saxon was one that I thought was really interesting. He is responsible for Phoenix rugby and Georgia youth rugby association activities. So he's involved. Wait, with is youth- this the state or the country? I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's the state. <laughs> yes. Yes. He is in the United States of America. I just uh, I dropped that just dude, those to are, prove to you that I listen to the dude, podcast. Yeah. Are, okay, way random with that though. Those are like complete opposite sides of the country though that he's in charge of. Like dealing with stuff in Georgia and Phoenix. That's pretty wild. Okay, so I'm trying to read the article. I think Phoenix might be like Phoenix might be the mascot. Like I don't think it's oh, Phoenix. I thought you were talking about Phoenix, Arizona. I'm like, dude, yeah. what? Like it's, that's it's, wild. It's like Wombat Academy, Phoenix Academy. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Phoenix. Well, thanks like, like, thanks for the clarification. Like, like the bird that universe? catches Rose fire. from the ashes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Life University. Yeah. Mascot. Sorry, I Phoenix? just went automatically went to Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, no, sorry, they're probably, the running probably eagles. the University of Phoenix, like the online. No, it's youth though. They're like little kids. So, anyways, Eric. Winslow Saxon, he said this, USA Rugby was like, increased revenues will be allocated to necessary staff and resources to better USA Rugby member services. He said, and this is going to take a while, the USA, by any metric, is in the top five globally of numerous registered rugby players. This may surprise some, but it's a fact. More than Ireland, Argentina, Japan, Wales, Spain, and many, many other, quote, top rugby countries. In fact, our raw numbers are comparable and some years greater than New Zealand, South Africa, Fiji, close to France's numbers, they usually have the most. Yet we have nowhere near the pathway structure, relevance, culture, or results, top five numbers, lucky to be top 20 performance. Lots of finger pointing, USA Rugby has issues, multiple bankruptcies, multiple staff upheavals, little to no return on investment at either the youth or recreational level, adult level, where most of the dues are generated. And if you're going to spend it all on Eagles, do better, we aren't even in the World Cup. Some want it all to go back to local club control. This is a great idea if the local club isn't a steaming pile of drunken garbage. (laughs) And that depends on the club and location. Some are run fantastically. Some are drinking teams with a rugby problem. Currently, youth is broken out sort of as USAYNHSR. The idea being grow the game, but even though good people with good intentions are there, it ends up just being another layer of hoop jumping. There are way too many people who are in charge or think they should be in charge. USA Rugby is a collection of many fiefdoms and kingdoms and lots and lots of fees at all. What's a fiefdom? It's like the feudal times. Gimli would know better. Like a fiefdom. Oh, Oh, like a... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, And lots of fees at all levels. Even if a kid gets selected by USA Rugby for an official U.S. team, the family is paying plane tickets, overseas kit, hotel, and food. There is next to no sponsorship or organizational money that goes to grassroots or even mid-level, only tippy-top. But if you come to the U.S. from a rugby country or another sport, a lot of your costs will be covered. The accent means you're good. We always say that with Wanda. Yeah, funny like, talkers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you're starting 10, Lee. <laughs> Weird. Um, uh... Or if you were, like, fourth best at track. 
That's not development, it's foundational sabotage. So what's the solution? Seems like another $10 per person that most will never get any benefit from. Mm-hmm. Hiring five people and giving raises to the rest for $1.25 million probably isn't it. I'd oh. say true, money cures everything, but continuing this cycle of auto-cannibalism, us taking from us, draining the rugby community, only a snake eating its own tail. I'd propose the real focus needs to be on sponsor dollars, TV dollars, event dollars. That is what fuels the actual rugby in rugby countries. 3.6% of New Zealanders actually have ever played. 90% watch. Wear jerseys, go to matches at all levels. Wow. Um, hold on. Sorry, I have to keep clicking it's over. a big breath. <sighs> so, yeah, we keep looking inward at dwindling pool of players and funds and look outward for more new players showing the general public how amazing our game and culture is and when hearts and minds and fans then we're good dues this year in england are 32 pounds per player that's like 40 dollars and 60 cents in fact that's about the global average coaches and volunteers do not pay dues in other countries we do mm-hmm. the fact that we charge much more for an inferior product is embarrassing and then there's about 100 replies and people go off on it the one thing i will say in my response to this and my big idea with thinking outside of the box about how we grow the sport i've always said this with the wombats when we try to recruit i don't want to just recruit players i want to recruit fans yes and i want to recruit sponsorships because if we want to like get people to play it's nice having a full sideline of people and it's fun to have people who can like watch and like drink a beer, have a good time. You don't have to play to be involved in rugby. And I always tell that to people. Mm-hmm. And I think people always think when they see me coming, like, he's going to ask me to play. I'm like, no, I'll just hang out on a Saturday, have a few beers, have some fun. We'll laugh. We'll have a good time. You don't have to put your body on the line. And I think that's his point at the end there. We need to recruit fans. Like, three point, like you said earlier, Gimli, New Zealand is a small country. Only 3.6% of the people have ever played. Yeah, which is wild. I find that. I never I, thought that. I, I frankly don't believe that stat, but that's fine. <laughs> but but I, I get what he's I get what You he's get the saying. point. I yeah. understand but the... The idea behind it. I was going to say, last thing to like mm-hmm. wrap this up of my idea with this. With the marketing money, USA needs to create their superstar. Someone that an MLR rugby needs to do this too. Pick a guy. Like, Phil, you rooted for the New England Free Jacks because of their prop who has a mullet and a handlebar mustache. Yeah, he's amazing. You know very little about him other than his hair, and he's pretty good at prop. Yeah. You've seen some highlights, but you see the highlights because of that. Mm -hmm. We need to have someone who's, like, the face of rugby, and you see them play sevens, you see them play fifteens, you see them play MLR, you root for them at the World Cup. I feel like there's a lot of, like, good players but there's no one who's like marketable who's like that's the star that's, that's a good the point guy. because i've watched a couple of the mlr games i've watched i watched i mean this is just personal so nate osberger i played against mm-hmm. and then for san diego maya nanu played who is like mm-hmm. one of my favorite rugby players who mm-hmm. was a capped all black a zillion times one of the greats and then i watched was the, he there 12 yeah. He had a rough championship match in the last three minutes. Did you see that? Boy, he's fucking 42 years old. He's old, man. He's old, boy. He's old. begun to peak. I also watched the final because for yeah. one of the teams, Nehe Milner-Scudder played for him, and he's a capped all-black, and he, like, mm. took over the World Cup in 2011 or whatever. So, like, to kind of, in a different way, 
go to your point, like the only reason I watch the MLR is because I'm I'm looking mm-hmm. at known commodities. Former where, Super League guys from New Zealand, South Africa, when Tende Matarawara from South Africa, the beast, yeah, the prop, yeah. he played for one year and then COVID came and then he was out. And I was pumped. I bought a I bought a who did he play for? It was not the Free Jacks, it was the D C team. What well, Old Glory. I bought an Old Glory t-shirt because he was on the team for six games. Right. And I was like, that's awesome. I love watching him play for South Africa and the Sharks down in Durban, South Africa. Yeah. When they were in Super League. Yep. Or Super Rugby, not Super League. So if Super... they had, if they had, if you had a homegrown name. Right. You know, I think that would, oh. And I think like Paul Emmerich like was that guy, like he had the nickname the Cactus. You saw him mm-hmm. in 15s, you saw him in 7s. He had Todd more. Clever too. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. those were the Todd guys. Clever. USA doesn't have that guy and when you look at the top 23 for the last couple international test matches uh, cam dolan is kind of yeah. like a big name and then nate because we played against him Exa- yeah i mean i feel like who's when, a great player by the way not to diminish oh no i'm he, sure he listens he but. got the backline player of the year <laughs> uh, from the mlr I for saw mlr yeah. yeah if he ever wants to come on the podcast <laughs> door's always open I've, I've thought about reaching out to him he he responded to my Facebook message. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> Told that story in the last it's one. It's documented. <laughs> no, and I think that would be just huge for just name recognition. So if we're gonna do marketing, like, don't market just the sport. Oh, it's beautiful. We have a great community. Like, we gotta have someone we that we're rooting for. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've been saying that for years, and that's not getting through to some people. So it's gotta be something a little bit different. What do you mean? Like, we've been preaching the community's good. You know, like. We have an awesome rugby community. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we've we've said that for like, a very long time. Like, our sport's different. We hit each yeah, other exactly. and then we drink beers. Like, yeah, oh, no, we're and, so cool. and I think people are starting to kind of know that, but I feel but like we, we need something else but to kind of pull Tim people. We Tebow to play rugby instead of baseball, and that would have... Okay, I'm sorry. But no, no, no I think... Honestly, no, I mean, you're right. No, and, and what I said is, you know, I was kind of taking notes, and it's like, okay, so let's just say that... Um, New Zealand, only 3% of the people actually play and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I, I can't imagine that's like ever, ever have played. Maybe it's like a higher level or they like. I'm assuming that's what's got to be talking about is higher level because I would assume most of the citizens have at least played it in like. Well, like, actually, in like they know, all play it in grade school. Yeah, right. like so it's for like U18 yeah. stuff or whatever. Like, so dude. they've never like gone, you know, where they had a choice to play or not play. And, yeah. Uh, but what they have done that we have not done is they've been able to turn spectators into money, which mm. we have not been able to do. And I think, you know, as much, it's like the slippery slope of money is the problem. Yes. And it's like, we have these MLR games, MLR, but you're not getting people there spending money, which is giving the team money, which mm. is like with that'll fund, because ideally say the MLR is a growing entity. Then you would have an MLR Academy. So then you yes. would say, I went to U and I, and I was selected from U and I, and I got picked by the Chicago Hounds Academy team, and I actually discontinued my education to try to become a hound, so that mm-hmm. I could ultimately become an eagle. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the pipeline is. I mean, I'm not suggesting anyone not continue college. <laughs> from personal experience, it's not yeah. the greatest move. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that's what uh, you have that as an avenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can whether. Whether or not you graduate or not is irrelevant, but you have that clear avenue, and the only way that that comes is with more funding. So yeah. I think that your point 
and I guess I never really thought about it like that, but what you guys do is your club is not just like, I want, I need someone to buy us jerseys so that we can get drunk after we play games every Saturday. It's like, no, let's create a community of following. And, you know, it's like mm-hmm. that same mindset needs to be just brought more globally, mm-hmm. you know? Because yeah. I, I do think we talk about all the time, like, and like he said, it's cannibalizing in a sense of who is spending money on jerseys. It's the same people who's spending money on club dues. Who It's the same people who's spending money to get Flow Rugby account to watch. Like, if you're listening to this, you're one of the very few people who's contributing money to rugby. And then you have to pay your dues. But you're also the same people buying tickets to MLR. You're buying, like... We need casual fans yeah. to spend their money. We need casual fans' eyeballs on the TV mm-hmm. so then big sponsors will give money. And then that gives us a break where it's like, because if we stop putting money into it, then you know it's going to fall apart because mm-hmm. where's that money going to come from? It's not just from sponsors because, I mean, right now, you notice USA Rugby Jersey sponsors change every couple of years yeah, I was now. say yeah, frequently yeah very frequently yeah so i think that's that's a really good point that this guy makes is that like we cannibalize ourselves because we pay dues but we're also the ones buying tickets to everything mm-hmm. we're buying jerseys we're the ones supporting this when yeah. if you have more eyeballs on it big corporate sponsors will pay for it and then that eases the burden on the the hardcore rugby fan the niche mm-hmm. rugby fan so yeah and i think when nico did you listen to the episode where Nico was on and he talked about when he played in New Zealand for a little bit? I did not. He talked about how... Thanks like, for calling me out. Appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> well, I just, for point of reference, yeah, we'll I, I do I do love how, you know, you look at these other countries who are, you know, I don't know, a century ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And basically it's like, you know, you grow up and it's like, this is my little town. This is who I'm going to play for. I'm going to move up the ranks. And then once I get good enough, I can jump to this other team or move up the next level and it's just right there where i don't know if it's because the u.s is so spread out it's like well if i'm good i can go to life or cal or an academy team or like there's too many options almost Mm -hmm. um and that's where it's tough too with extra driving times and just are the best teams playing the best teams are the best guys on the best team i it identification process needs to be cleaned up a, a weird, lot too that's a weird thought that there's too many options because there is a lot of options but i never would have thought there was too many because well in new zealand i mean like we've said it's a, a small zillion country times, it's tiny so yeah, it's, it's not just like small you know, it's like 18 million people that's that's i think it's five is it five million yeah that's all so. it is God, i thought it was 18 weird because i think new zealand's like five and the u.s like 300 maybe i'm wrong don't fact check me because i can <laughs> see you doing it <laughs> fiji's 200,000. fiji's about the same size as des moines Five point one also, two three. Oh, so wow. also too. Think of this, You're right? <laughs> think of how I many. Listen to a lot of New Zealand podcasts. <laughs> think of how many D one club coaches there are. Think of how many college coaches there are in the United States, or like how many teams there are total. And then each one of those clubs needs a coach, like. If you're a really great player, but you're on a team that might not have a coach that is at the highest level, you're not going to develop to your full potential. Mm. If you know what I mean, like everything's condensed in New Zealand. Does that yeah. make sense? No, I, it I, does. I make think Phil has a good point. You know, that way. too many yeah, options. Yeah. You know, you have less competition. Where in New Zealand, it's like, okay, we all funnel into these 
couple teams. That's why mm-hmm. the, the product that comes out is so high. Yeah, this competition. If you think of it up. this way too, like yeah, having too many teams is like so. When we were at you and I, you know, you have some teams like in your conference that are just not very good. You would mm-hmm. just roll over them, shit stop them, a hundred to zero, and you wouldn't really see like really good competition until you make playoffs mm-hmm. whereas like you know if it's all condensed down and stuff and it's like all really good teams it's basically kind of like playing teams in a playoff match every weekend all the time yeah, so you yeah. just get better exactly even yeah. if the teams are inherently not that good the fact that the competition is that high will raise the product rising tides raise all ships so <laughs> is there a way through this podcast that we can condense <laughs> the, the, the geographical footprint of the continental uh, united states no, but I think it's, like you said, there's so much middle ground, there's so many opportunities, and it's always been much more of a, a club thing, you know? It's mm-hmm. always been much more of a, a social thing for a lot of people mm-hmm. here, which it is everywhere else, too, you know? There's, like, what, like, you know, a, more than a dozen pubs in a, and what's a huge uh, English stadium, Wim, Wimberley? Or Wembley? Wembley? Wimberley, or whatever. Like yeah, Wembley. Yeah. Wembley. There's like does over a Where dozen. Where are you getting the R pub. from? That's how they pronounce it's it. It's because the way they talk. <laughs> my kids watch Bluey. Can't understand them. Bluey. I watch Bluey too. Sorry. Oh, so do my kids. Well, your kids watch it? Or just, <laughs> uh, I was just saying, know. there's only that middle. There's only guys that are young men, basically, mm-hmm. playing rugby mostly mm-hmm. in America. So there's no goal to get to that top tier, like you said. And there's also no large entry level area right it's like i know that's always the solution let's get high school let's make it a high school sport or let's Mm -hmm. get a pro league that actually people you know want to go to but most people just kind of feather out you know yeah it's tough to do Mm -hmm. i mean that's what i think is tough with the different tiers you got grassroots young kids like pro semi pro college post-college and then like the elite level Mm -hmm. the world cup qualifying national team pro level and you can't solve all those problems at the same time because it's just well then the turnover of like coaches or board members or just all the different positions in usa rugby change so frequently and then you also have like a u18 coach a u20 a u23 select sides like you have all these coaches do they ever talk about like what's the plan from U sixteen all the way to the national team, you know, like they probably they're aren't in this. there. They're probably not in there long enough to have right. a discussion about it, just or because f- they go through coaches so frequently, right? Right. And like what? Because when I think of like when I coached high school or I coached middle school football at New Hampton, my first year of teaching ever, I was assistant, eighth grade coach, defensive coordinator. I was pumped. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna put my stamp on this. <laughs> and guess what? The head coach decided how everything ran and you did what he wanted to do and it's like i didn't agree with some of the the philosophies or principles and and then the head coach of the team i was working with like we got along and we wanted to do some things differently and they're like no you have to do it the way we do it and we sat down and we talked and i'm just like i don't really like coaching in this system because like i feel very boxed in and these aren't the things i like about football or like i can't coach these well because i didn't come from this mindset and I feel like when you think of USA Rugby, th- that's how it should be. At the national level, we want to play this style. That's how all the other levels. I mean, does that make sense? Like, yeah, no. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're trying to run like Storm Cover Three, and they're like, no, yeah. we're a two, we're a, yeah. a two man 
system. Yeah, like we we don't have the athletes right. to run what you want to run. I'm like, did you no. did you tell them you were all state? They just looked at me and they knew. Okay. They just knew like this guy knows how to do some zone read blocking. Class one <laughs> A. Yeah, class one A. Well, New Hampton was class one A at the time. Oh, so. and they definitely should have listened. So they knew me. No, they didn't. <laughs> They're like, you'll never guess. No, but gonna... but like I feel like just like he's like that guy said in his post, like so many people think they're in charge and there's so many like good people with good intentions, but it's pulling in different directions. Right. Because mm-hmm. there's no there's no unifying body. I mean yes. like why is the NCR even a thing? Like why is it not just USA rugby just you know, like because yeah, right. they did a shitty job in the NCR, like we'll just start our own thing. And that's it's what it essentially was. Essentially, what it was. I yeah. mean, that's that's like a whole another issue on itself. Yeah. You know, it's like. And so, like their thing was like, well, USA Rugby is only feeding the top programs, the Blue Bloods, right? And everyone else is like paying their dues, but they they're not getting not anything. reaping so any like, of the benefits from paying. Said so, dues, for the yeah. record, what I meant is that not that I disagree that it is a thing, but right? It's. I think it's almost an issue that it had to become right. Well, yeah, it's an issue in itself because USA rugby wasn't doing what they were supposed to. So then NCR had to form and NCR honestly is doing much better. Yeah. Yeah. They are great. And you guys, your guys are going to be assassinated. (laughs) (laughs) That's where the new money from the $10 of dues is going to go to pay hitmen for small podcasts. podcasts. From a distance, from a distance in the wrong lighting, you and I could be mistaken for each other. And that makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but his head looks better, shinier. I know, his arms are a lot bigger. <laughs> because he has the tendons. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's what it is. Those if I had, take if a I had all my tendons. I do have both my tendons attached, so that does help. <laughs> uh, but no, I, it is one of those things where it's like, it sucks it had to come to that point. Yeah. I'm glad it happened because it, it's pushing, it's challenging USA Rugby to change how they do things. Yes. But at the same time, it's like, we got to come together and have one champion. You know, yeah. we can't be having, uh, there's just so many national champions. And then it's just like, how in the world is anybody going to get selected? Who's actually good? And then you lose people in that shuffle. Um, and then, yeah, just being visible. And speaking of visible, the New England Free Jacks, they won the MLR Shield. They went to a New England Patriots preseason game, and they were honored, where basically Nate Ebner and Pat Chung used to play for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. They are the owners of the New England Free Jacks. No. And so either pregame or halftime, they went on the field and presented them the Shield, and they were just like, hey, they won the championship. Here they are. I think it's little things like that, too, yeah. in the community. How many football fans even knew in New England, like, oh, well, we have a rugby team? Free Jacks have a pretty good fan base. Like, mm-hmm. They have been breaking records with their attendance like almost every week. And then, obviously, with the MLR Championship, they huge attendance for right. that. I mean, obviously, I was in Chicago, but still. But like, think of this. The what New city are they based out of? New England? Yeah. Boston. Yeah. Like a suburb of Boston. Mm-hmm. But think of it this way. Gillette holds what, sixty some thousand, yeah, seventy thousand people, sixty to eighty thousand, something crazy. Yeah. So, the average attendance for a New England Free Jack game is probably between four and five thousand. Well, they had like what ten at their playoff match or something like that. That was the championship. That was the championship. Championship had ten. I thought it was like thirteen. So what I'm saying is, at this preseason game, there was probably more people at the preseason game than there was at the championship. A casual NFL fan might be like. 
well, I didn't know rugby's a thing. Right. I like Nate yeah. Ebner and Pat Chung. I'm going to check it's it out next spring. Because mm. uh, my junior year, I played Eric Nichols. Our high school teams played in football, and there was 10,000 people at the game. In football. In football. Okay. Not rugby. <laughs> down, down. Was there a, was the like, 10,000 people at Des Moines like, Chaos We played match? on the same team in high school. Rugby. <laughs> Dowling and Valley football yeah. has I more. And that kind of, yeah. man, that really sucks when you put it in that context. Yeah, we see it that way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Can though, those numbers be substantiated? Uh, no. Well, and there's even people know. who are just like. People were standing on the outside the fence, maybe. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. But I think it's little things like that that. Every oh, single yeah. corner, every single pocket needs to like try to jump in and, and it's great get, exposure. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the big thing. So it's good. Um, also, we had the um, Club Sevens Nationals was this weekend. Yeah, and there was some sure crazy was. stuff there uh, in the men's side. Nav Sevens defeated the St. Louis Bombers twelve to ten for the championship. The Belmont. Sevens defeated the Denver Barbarians 29-24. In that the game third went to overtime, match. I believe. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard. Uh, Casey Hansen was there, and he said mm. all the matches were insanely good. In the women's side, Chicago Lions defeated the Warriors Red. Um, High-performance rugby, 17-12. And then the third-place match, the WAC Women defeated Chicago North Shore, 17-14. All those are super crazy close matches. Madison, Wisconsin was the host. Uh, sounds like it was an amazing weekend. Uh, a lot of good rugby, a lot of, lot of good people, um, just good stuff all around. And USA Rugby shared a video about how this is a spot where people get identified to play for the National Sevens team is at this tournament. Like, that's where you get seen. And Yeah. But it's kind of interesting because there was some controversy around this. Uh, the Seattle Barbarians, they announced it is extremely disheartening outcome, but it is our hope that moving forward, all teams will be treated fairly next year, no matter what the status of the club. We also strive to ensure we continue next year in a clean cut season to nationals for you all and stand behind this goal as we have received such outreach within our first year together. Basically, this was a club that thought they qualified for the nationals. Um, they were the first seed. I don't know. There was some weird stuff going on about eligibility. Cause basically these are all all-star teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, and like people are putting these together. They did not make it. And then they weren't able to go. And then also in the women's side. <laughs> what, are you, what are you watching? Give <laughs> Um, Scion Rugby. The Badger Kings. Scion Rugby. Uh, they announced that they were not able to go. So, USA Rugby has had some issues with club rugby eligibility. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah they have. You know, in the men's side in Fall 15s, there was a team that had to forfeit out. And well, then. There, there was that, and then also the quote-unquote ineligible player mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Which ended up causing that team to forfeit for the championship match, which was pretty wild. And also just, how are you not on top of that? Yeah. It's so just, I don't get it, it sounds like, you know, we're talking like we don't even know pipelines for players. 
And then teams don't even know the pathway to qualify for nationals or the eligibility. Like we, we USA rugby, not we, but USA rugby creates all these hoops. People have to jump through. And then we're making our top level people miss out on high level rugby because of these hoops. It's just like when I played fall for you and I and tried to play spring for Bremer and I was ruled ineligible. It's a classic tale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird. That's really frustrating. I can't. I mean, I, I was this close to being on the cover of a magazine because I wasn't eligible. <laughs> <laughs> would have been. Uh, it's a high-profile case. No could have went no pro. Would have been portal. sitting in my mansion in a hot tub with my soulmate. <laughs> I was hanging out with Jesse Sathery. Fish. And sitting in a hotel room, and Brett Barron storms in and looks me dead in the eye and says, Did you graduate college? I was like, no. (laughs) 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 Because had I graduated, then I would have been eligible to play for the men's side. Because I played the fall for you and I and the spring for Bremer Mm. or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't remember the specifics. That's weird that you wouldn't technically be The good news is, now that this this podcast is recorded, we were in compliance with all USA rugby laws and everything was on the up and up and it was their fault. No way. Yeah, absolutely. That's Can't my story, it. and I'm sticking to it. Oh, that's like remember when uh, I was coaching you and I, and we made it to the play-in match. Yeah, I don't want to. Talk I about do that. Yep. remember. And Wisconsin Stout, we should we had the higher seed, and I don't know why, but the play-in match went to Stout, even though they were ranked lower than us. We go up there in a blizzard, and I do all the paperwork through like Rich Cortez, who was like in charge of player eligibility. We had guys from community college. And I we did all the paperwork. Because they didn't have another option to play so they could play for you and right. I. Right. Community yeah. College yeah. didn't have a team. We were the next closest team, and we had an agreement between the schools. If you don't have the program, you can play with us. Yeah. Got everything approved, sent it in. USA Rugby was slow to get stuff back. I'm like, we're good, right? And they're like, yeah, pretty much. Like, should be good. You're you make the rules. Like right. I signed your paperwork. We did this. I forgot about this. We go so ass. we go to the field and as we're doing the ID check-ins, they pull the three guys to the side and like, well, these guys go to here. And I'm like, well, here's the paperwork for them. And they're like, we're gonna appeal this. And the guy who did it was a member of like the Wisconsin rugby union and a member of USA rugby, like a he had a polo. Yeah, he he worked with him a little bit. <laughs> he did. So, he was wearing a lanyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was wearing a sweatshirt because it was fucking but, blizzarding. Oh, yeah. But he's, yeah, he's a good dude. I don't want to like talk bad about him, but I mean, he was doing his due diligence. And he looked at me. He goes, "Look, we're gonna appeal this. You can play them in this game, but if it comes back, like, then you have to forfeit this, or you can play without them, and and then you can see what happens after that." And I'm like. Basically, I'm 23, 24 years old as a coach. You were, yeah, I remember and, you and I talked about this. Yeah, yeah, and he was kind of big dicking me like, and I'm like, I don't want to risk it. And I was like, I believe in our guys. They're going to do it. And uh, Scott Evans got a concussion within the first like seven minutes. That was also ass because yeah, that trainer. I don't, I don't think he was concussed, but I no. Mean, like he he got tackled and he just had this look in his face. Twenty twenty three, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you though. I get it. No, he was uh, yeah. Like seven years later, yeah, his his mush brain's still good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we end up losing, and it was one of those things where it's just like, like should have yeah, should have ran pretty... the cards on him, you know. But then if it would have came out the other way, yeah. I know. But again, do you think he would have gone through? I, don't, I guess you'll never know. 
Yeah, I don't know because it's just like I we did the paperwork and I showed it and they're just like we're appealing this and it. I remember you. Yeah. I talked to you about that mm-hmm. after, like, very soon afterwards, and you were like, "What would you have done?" I was like, "Fuck, I don't know." I mean, yeah, that's tough because they I mean, put you in a spot. Kickoff they, was in forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. and they did kill, <laughs> and they did kill us a little bit because it's like we only brought twenty guys, anyways. Yeah, you know, and then taking three guys off our roster, which two of them were starters. I was yeah. gonna say you like, didn't bring those motherfuckers just to watch. No, like literally. Yeah, D was like one of our best players and they took that him off bailey was in the front row it's like and that was huge because you know supporting the front okay. row and he always brought the energy so it really killed us not having those guys but and then having, i won't talk about it anymore. yeah <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, but again it was just hoops to jump through people don't know what's going on confusing and it just ruins it <clears throat> tell you what i'm fired up right grinds now. my gears <laughs> Yeah. Uh, some other things that popped up. Look at this photo. How silly is that? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gray, people can't see what the photo yeah, is. You have to describe what are, it. What, are you, what is this? What are you so looking at? So I like? screenshot photos on social media of things to talk about. Oh. Um, and these oh, are yeah. the green things that just wanted to run through. The Midwest Rugby Union um, is starting to rank teams. Um, they think the Chicago Griffins, the power rankings came out. <laughs> Chicago Griffins, number one. St. Louis Bombers, two. Chicago Lions, three. For the women, Metropolis is number one. Chicago Lions, two. Pittsburgh Forge, three. Uh, yeah. Fall rugby is coming up soon. Wombats host a match on September 2nd, 11 a.m. Come on out. Where are you playing your home games? Is it over by, by the bike trail by Waterworks yeah. again? Yep, Waterworks and uh, Jasper Winery in between there. Mm-hmm. 2301 Southwest 30th Street, Des Moines. It's called like the Little League All-American Field. Um, yeah, Express Logistics is sponsoring the match, so that's really cool. And then also our first match is actually August 26th in Iowa City against the Ducks. Ooh, I hate Ducks. Yeah. I love those guys. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love the Ducks. I actually like the animal, too. I just wanted to be pro wombat. <laughs> what about the... That's true. I remember in college, you tried to buy a pet duck, and you couldn't get one. We... Your roommates... <laughs> or you had one? Jake, Robbie, and I were going to get three ducks. We're going to name Eric, Jake, and Robbie. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we eventually found out that they're a lot of work and they're smelly and we didn't do it poop. Yeah. Mm. 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 <laughs> i remember <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a very true story <laughs> i remember you had a billy ray cyrus wall clock i did that's yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, yep that's, i remember that is something you did have and it was easier to take care of well i mean a little stinky not <laughs> not drastically easier than a duck but certainly easier yeah um <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see here. What else? Um, yeah, the uh, biggest, the biggest thing too. Yeah, what are we gonna do with USA Rugby? How how does it get fixed? I guess that's kind of been the big theme. There's not much really going on locally here in Iowa, just no, because not yet. Um, Small market college what? teams haven't started yet. The girls' yeah. high school we talked about that last week. We'll probably talk about it again next week. Mm. They haven't started yet. Our I mean, fall season hasn't started for men's. Yeah, I'd say no. I don't think any team plays next weekend, right? Uh, On the 19th? Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure that's just league-wide. That season doesn't start yet. And then 26, August 26 is when it officially we'll kicks off. We'll be like senior side, and then in yeah. September we'll have college stuff. Yeah. High no. school starts. I think they haven't released their schedule, but normally it's that second week in September. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Also, I heard some rumors. Oh. There might be even more teams than we anticipated for in this the, girls' league. Girls, all right. That's awesome. I might have heard some rumors, but they might not be true, so we're going to leave it at oh. that. Yeah, that's probably good. Is it currently 12 Because sometimes, sometimes we tend to jump to conclusions mm. yeah. and announce things early. <laughs> yeah. Don't we, Mr. Gray? Hey, we gotta like be what? the first, not the most like accurate. What? I don't really want to talk yeah. about it. No, I'm just kidding. Did I did I spoil something on this episode? No, not this episode. <laughs> well, can we talk later about yeah, it? Yeah, sure, of course. I feel terrible. Why did you <laughs> no, make me feel this way? No, I was just kidding, man. We should oh, God. You look great. You look you. Great. You nice. do look great. Ryan, so have you, Ryan, have you lost weight? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but you yeah. have. Yeah. Fifty-five pounds since January. I That's just, awesome. Oh man, I was just gonna say if I would say you lost fifty four pounds, I'd be incorrect. Okay. Yes, fifty five. <laughs> but if that it was, was prices awesome. right, you would probably win. Well, right, it's true. Because no. you didn't go over. He did go over. No. So you better be careful though, because you, you need to you need to play in the front row and you know gotta have a little bit of mask. I have a little bit of meat to play in the front row, so <laughs> he's got thick bones, boy. He <laughs> 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 was all. Were you all state? Yeah, Bill was not all state. state. Were you all state? I was not. Mm. Mm. Prom king and homecoming king. <laughs> you? Mm-hmm. My liege. Yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> you like, talked about this before. I, oh, were, my I think we were all so flabbergasted you were all state. We just stopped yeah. your accomplishments there. <laughs> that was my first joke award at you and I, I remember. You were all state. The Haas gave me it's like, <laughs> you oh. were all state, question mark. <laughs> Nichols, I fucking love you. <laughs> so does that mean we're part of your fiefdom? Oh, I looked that up, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. What yeah, is a fiefdom? I've, um... It's like surf. Oh, that, cat that's here like surf. the Valley High School like stadium surf. capacity. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! We, I never even talked about. Remember we were talking about the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I listened to this podcast. It's got um, it's an Australian bunch of like Matt Gitu was the Australian fly half forever. So mm-hmm. he does a podcast with a couple of Australian players. I get oh. really deep into these like. <laughs> southern hemisphere podcast yeah but uh dan carter was on there and robert Kraft, mm. owner of the patriots invited him to come look at the facilities when they're he was in town for like the met gala or something dan carter's a big fashion guy so he goes there expecting to look like get a tour of the facilities and they're like all right so uh the owner wants to talk to you and he's like yeah we just really we like to think outside the box here and you know have you ever kicked an american football uh, so Dan Carter was the fly half for the New Zealand All Blacks, and he won two World Cups, and he's like the greatest player ever, mm-hmm. uh, arguably, whatever. <clears throat> so they're like, Robert Kraft is talking to him. He just thinks he's going there for a meet and greet, and he's like yeah. talking to him about how I like to think outside mm-hmm. the box. Have you ever thought about being like an NFL like place kicker? Wow. And then uh, he's like, I'm going to have you meet with our director of scouting. So then Dan Carter's like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) So they talk to him and they send him home with like football and they're like, "Uh, go kick a few, get some kicks and send us some tape. And if you want to come in to be like scouted, well, I give you a shot. And he is, I think it was 2013, 2013 or 11 or something like that. Yeah. So he played for the Crusaders forever. And then he signed with the French club, Parapignano. It was right before then, which would all check out. Uh, maybe it was like oh eight or nine, because Tafola had a Parapignan jersey when we like, yes. lived together at Hillcrest. Pink, right? It was like orange, but oh, anyway, okay. 
Same it didn't thing. work out. He couldn't kick the ball well and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, well, but now so, every punter in the Big Ten is Australian. Yeah. I was he's irrelevant because he's from New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, different Pota- places. Tomato, potato. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same difference. Those Aussie rules football guys, they can kick the ball oh, a yeah. mile. Holy mm-hmm. buckets. I was going to say, you haven't seen the episode called The Decider of Bluey. There's an episode of Bluey <laughs> called The Decider. Sounds dark. You know what it is? <laughs> if you talk about it, I might. I've seen a lot they of They watch rugby. And that that when he a try? No, no, no. That's that's a different one. I've they're, seen that one. So the decider is one of the newest episodes that I mean, just oh, got dropped. Oh, it's because like the parents have just, they have different teams that they like. Yes, they have yeah, two different they, teams. They're, they're so they're watching yeah, Super yeah. How Rugby. How do you know this? Uh, we watched it the one we, time. Yeah, we, we watched were, it yeah. together. Hang on, let me add this. Me to and my Phil notes. watch Bluey together. <laughs> I love Bluey. <laughs> no, so no, it's good. In the episode, actually, I guess I don't want to spoil. There's a Super Rugby game, and then at the end, there's a national game. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Is it on? It's on Disney Plus. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's it's I think maybe the final episode mm. that's available. Um, Did you know that uh, Bluey's parents? Yes. Uh, Chili and Bandit. Yes. You know what they do for a living? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what do they do for a so living? So one works at an airport because it's a dog sniffing. It's a dog that yeah. sniffs. Fucking yeah. shit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, dog, yeah fucking like, butchering like, this. Yeah, dog sniffing dog. <laughs> dog sniffing dog. You know, I forgot dog. that they're already dogs. Yeah. <laughs> like a bomb squ- like Yeah, a yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a security dog. And then the other like one, Bandit, is an archaeologist. He digs up bones. Because they they're dogs. Because <laughs> they're dogs. Yeah, of course. It's oh. the greatest show of all time. It is great. And they're both blue healers, which I love, because I have two blue healers. You oh, do? Yeah. I do, yeah. Are yeah. they Bingo and Bluey? They're not named no. What it's, about Chili or Bandit? No. What about what are they? The, no, it's Mars and no, Zeppelin. Muffin. Oh, those are good names. <laughs> <laughs> um, the crazy uncle, what's the uncle? Uh, oh. it's like Raz. Uh, yeah. oh. uh, what is it? <laughs> Welcome to the segment. Someone needs a sponsor. It's called Name That Bluey Character. <laughs> My kids. I've I've two daughters. Currently, they're two and four. Soon to be three and four. But Nora <laughs> Nora will complain about. Ray and she'll go, Daddy, Ray's not playing properly. Because <laughs> they watch Bluey so much. <laughs> like this Australian this, accent. They got this accent. That's really funny. I've heard that. I heard that's the thing. It was great. I heard that with like Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. There's kids yeah. who have like. Oh my God. Peppa the, Pig is buns compared to Bluey. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and then there's also kids in like England who have an American accent because they're watching our cartoons. Well, good. That's how it should yeah. be. <laughs> we won the war. <laughs> All Fuck <of> England. <laughs> I guess this podcast is really taking a hard stance on we are yeah. anti-England, undecided on unions. What did they ever do? Invent <laughs> yeah. the game? Pretty or sol- I feel like a pretty. I at least like to add a lot of Southern Hemisphere flair to mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. pod. Of course, yeah. They call it Oceania now. You know that Australia's not a continent anymore. Oh yeah, I did hear You're that. That's a, such a Wait. thing you would say. Well, I don't even know what that means. Exactly. I don't Oceana? know. I looked that up the other day. What is that? What is that? Mean, you know how though? Australia used to be a continent and a country. You know, it's the country of Australia, but then like New Zealand is in the continent of Australia. Mm-hmm. So now, now they just call it Oceania. What did about you? Tasmania? That is a state in Australia. It's mm. southern Australia. Did they you have devils that? that spin around really fast. Did you hear the Oceana thing on a podcast? Was that on We Might Be Drunk? Did yes. Mark Norman and Sam Morell talk about that? Yes, but they're not a sponsor. I don't think we should mention them unless they want to be. No free shout-outs. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Shout-out, no free shout-out. Mark Norman was here last week. Yeah, not he was. in the yeah. podcast. No, he was in Des Moines. He was in Des Moines. Yeah. He's a funny fellow. He is hilarious. hilarious. His newest funny. one on Netflix. I'm, I mean, I'm not it's, telling. I'm not endorsing it. 
It made me laugh. It's it, funny. Yeah. A lot. funny. I laughed. How does your cat still have comedy? Hair? Dude, <laughs> that cat sheds a lot. I should have said don't pet her, because oh man, Lexi Tell you make what, me vacuum a, so much. <laughs> put a pussy next to me. I'm gonna pet it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. We're getting the wrap up sign from the producers. Sorry. No, we're not. No, we're we not we're producers. Right. We're good. We're bring fine. out these There's no producers. <laughs> our producers. So, what's your yeah, cat's let's, name, right? Let's get some more structured, silly banter. Yeah. Uh, Try is her name. It's a good name. Um, yeah. Wait. Before. So, this is what's hard to remember is um, <laughs> we were talking before the podcast started. For like forty five minutes, Naturally. and I can't remember what stories you shared before. Oh, there's a lot of Eric Frana stories. Yes, <laughs> he's getting married soon. Do you want to share any stories about Eric Frana? I could start while I think of something by saying Eric Frana. I think is the only person that I played with first first semester freshman year, and also played with my fifth year. So in college, I played the most rugby with Eric Frana. Mm. I think we're the only two that started freshman fall freshman year and went all the way to fifth year. Wow. Mm-hmm. And he's, I don't know, we're like blood brothers. Mm-hmm. And brothers. Similar names. Yeah, but his name Not the is same. spelled with a K. Yeah. Which has always, I've never, I could never call Eric Frana my best friend because of that fact. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's his fault that it's spelled with a K, though. Well, it's just his cross to bear. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Wars right. have been fought for less, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> and it should be mentioned, if there were a war to be fought between the two of us, I would not win. His arms are looking he's pretty looking good. He's pretty beefy. He's a, he's a big fella. Holy yeah. buckets. Yeah, he looked pretty good at Irish Fest, too. He's moving good. Do they test players in D3 rugby? <laughs> No. No, they don't. That's one of the best parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we keep USA Rugby out of D3 stuff so we can do oh, just whatever we want. Everybody's just fucking juiced up to the gills. Oh, that'd be great. You are? He no, admitted no. it. I know. <laughs> I knew something was going on, Phil. I'll pee in a cup anytime you want. Hey, you're always doing that. It's just weird. <laughs> Phil, why, it becomes a hobby. Why are there eight cups of piss in my basement? Test it. Is that Test piss? It. Is that piss? Is that piss? Oh, oh, oh. oh man. Oh, wow, we're definitely on topic. Yeah. Well, there, is Do you there, think he'd be mad topic. if we told Frana stories? I don't want to. We should have him on. It depends on what kind. We've had him. We have we had, had him on. Okay. Tell stories. But he's over the phone. I feel like. Yeah, I know. No, no, no dis- we're, we're like, I'm not trying to. Everything's better. Look, look him yes. right in the eyes. And sometimes I mean, if, if he gets drunk enough, his eyes don't look back at you. Cause if you like drink <laughs> lighter fluid, if you put lighter fluid in your mouth with the expectation you're going to spit it onto a flame, and then you end up drinking it. <laughs> I'm thinking. I just had a memory of in the house that me and Frana lived in together, and there was a match that we got done with. I don't even remember the match, but I remember post match because. We get back to our house, and I want to say Iowa was playing Michigan. And two fellas from the rugby team came over to our house to hang out with us before going out to the bars. Uh, two Dowling Catholic boys. We had uh, Grant Stephan and Brendan McConville. Mm. And I just remembered. I was expecting the Flood Brothers. <laughs> I, no, this is before the Flood Brothers. I just remember, Gim, you and Grant were like, 
one minute best buddies and then you guys always ended up fighting or wrestling each other <laughs> oh that was when frana wouldn't go to bed and he kept trying to tackle us the sun was still up because oh, i remember yeah. you ran head first into the back of the oven no frana <laughs> ran head first in the oven that was frana yeah he wouldn't go to bed we kept putting him to sleep we thought he was in bed and then like a zombie he like came running out of his bedroom and he ran at me and grant and then we were trying to and leave you olayed him and i olayed him that's what and he was. ran right into his oven at first i'm gonna need frana to fact check this and he was <laughs> no, no he's he's still this no, true. this is true I, what I did was break in. <laughs> I, I broke into your house through a yes. window and then tried to go into his bedroom, which yes. was next to the basement door. And I fell down your broken basement steps. Yep. And I screamed, "Ow, I'm hurt! Help me!" Because <laughs> I remember for a long time I was sitting on the stoop of Fort Friendship across the street. And we're all sitting there, and you, where I lived, yeah, and where you lived, yeah. And you come, <laughs> and we're all just like hanging out, drinking on the porch. It's like the middle of the night. And you come walking across the street, just limping. And you're just like whimpering, like, oh. <laughs> no one checked on me. And I fell down the stairs, like, how are we supposed to know? Like, oh, you guys, I hate you guys. My arm, I broke my arm. Your arm wasn't broke, but it, it was not broke. It did have an alley. I think my favorite, now we're telling Gimli stories. I'm telling Gimli stories. Remember when you lived across the hall from Joseph's and you got came home and you put pizza in the microwave and you put it in for like 300 minutes or no, something? No, it was 25 because I thought it was 25 seconds and, and then, then I passed out, out and then and it then got Gimli. fire. <laughs> and then Joe just woke up and just punched you in the face and went back to bed. Well, first first we threw the microwave out the window. Out the window. <laughs> <laughs> then podcast over. Time, Time to, to go, go to bed. bed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that happened. It was Little Caesars because uh, Eric Bonenkamp was yeah, assistant he was manager. manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got all the Little Caesars hot, oh fresh, that were not fresh or hot. That's why I had to heat it up in the microwave. Mm. For 25 minutes. For 25 minutes. I just remember the next day at practice, like, Joe had a black eye, too, I think. Like, no, I don't I, think I had a black you eye. You had a black eye? He punched me real hard. <laughs> but I feel like he looked rough, too. I don't remember it. Well, yeah, he looked he looked rough because I kept him up all night. <laughs> well, yeah, I woke up the next day and I was like, I don't know what happened. I'm like, God, what smells like burnt shit? <laughs> Why is my face hurt? Why is my fa- and that's the next thing. Why is my face hurt? I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, I must have hit something. One time I woke up. Where's the microwave? At the, the rugby house, Greg's place. So it was like Haas and Skeet and mm. Jack Blues. And uh, RIP to that house. Yeah, it's an apartment or like whatever mm-hmm. multi-family dwelling now. Mm. Old Greg. Uh, and I woke up in the morning and Jack I did not live there but I woke up there and Jack Luz was like you guys were so annoying and I like started <laughs> spouting something off he's like if you say something I'm gonna punch you and I was like oh you're gonna punch me in the face and I like kind of stuck my neck out and wiggled my face <laughs> and he just fucking clocked me Poof! and I sat down at the time, I probably weighed like 155 pounds. Jack Lewis weighed like, I don't know, like 240. Like, 250, 240. Yeah, it was yeah. not a good, fair fight. And I sat, <laughs> and I remember sitting down going, I feel like there's an issue here. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack Lewis was pre-law at the time, and he had a test in the morning. We came back home from the bar and turned on the TV, and fucking Alpha Dog was on with Justin Timberlake. It was a badass movie. That movie's crazy. And so we were watching it's really it. really sad. Drunk. Movie, 
<laughs> volumes on like a thousand oh, no. and the next wall over is jack's bedroom so he came out like twice and he's like turn the fucking <laughs> sound down and we're like all right so we turn it down and then we'd always turn it back up <laughs> and every time he came out to talk to us all i would do is stick my hands on and go fucking alpha dog man <laughs> alpha dog and then the next morning after he took his test, he punched me right in the face. <laughs> Did he pass his test, though? Yeah. I mean, I think so. I think he's doing pretty well for himself. He's Where a lawyer at law, right? Yeah, he's a lawyer. Yeah, big and bird law. Bird law? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bird law. Uh, if there's a cat in the wall, he'll get it out. I got bit by a pit bull. <laughs> the rapper or the dog? No, no uh, the, the dog. The uh, farmer's market. I was walking back from the farmer's market one morning. And these people were walking in these. In college? No. Uh, Des Moines. Just, uh, Des, Moines. Des Moines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. East Village. Uh, when I lived yeah, I there. And when I was walking back, because I was supposed to go to Waterloo to go visit Lex, and I got bit by this pit bull as this family was like walking their dogs, and it just bit me in the back of the leg, and I fell down. I'm like, ow. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So we would just walk to Beachwood and started to have some beers. And I'm like, I, I have no clue what to do at this point. And I messaged Jack Lewis like, hey, you're a lawyer. I got bit by a dog on the street. What do I do? He didn't reply. <laughs> I remember I that story. Going. Uh, I remember clearly the owner of the dog. This was told from you to me. The owner of the dog turned and looked at you and said, Did you get? Did oh, you did, get they you? Get you? did they get you? Did they get did you? Did they get you? Did they get you? They get you? All right. Laying on the ground with blood Bloods. on my calf. <laughs> I'm like, you bled? Yeah. yeah. You, you clearly oh. aggravated the dog, so it's your fault. I was walking. If you yeah. were walking, you were walking and I didn't know close. you, I'm not going to lie, I'd probably bite your calf. Honestly, I'm tempted to bite no, you half hit, the time right. I'm <laughs> Well, the thing you was, smelled like a meat train. I was know? with like a couple of buddies, and we were walking to Beachwood to watch the start of the Isla game. But there's three of us, but you can't walk three side by side. So the two of them were walking up front, and I was in the back. And that's why the dog got me. Mm. You know what I mean? So, do you remember Jack Blues didn't know. Yeah, no. I mean, we didn't. We we weren't on the rugby team at the same time for very long. Also, do you remember when Alec Lang used to just bite people in the shoulder? Yes, he'd like break the skin, man. Oh, dude, you like, just yeah, be yeah, hanging Alec out. He bite just bite really hard. hard. <laughs> uh, he's supposed to release music soon, but no, I'm excited. I can't wait. I yeah. hope it happens soon. You should go to Nashville and see him. I did. You did yeah, oh, we yeah, saw him did. actually when we went to Nashville. Yeah. Do you Nashville. do you want to go next time and we can go? I thought we talked about possibly not going to Nash Bash, but I feel like by the time I didn't, it gets... I, I never said anything about going to Nash Bash. Uh, I said just going to Nashville to see our good friend Alec uh, Lang. I thought, po- podcast uh, on the road. I was just going to say, because like, after Nash Bash, I was like, oh, God. It's like, I don't know if I'd want to do this again next year, but after enough time has passed, I'm like, I want to do Nash Bash. I mean, <laughs> I'm literally not playing rugby for another, what, six to eight weeks because yeah. of Nash Bash. So. Yeah, I know. I'm still recovering I'm sure from Nash Bash. There was probably some, you know. Mitigating factors? Yeah, more than likely, but, you know. That's yeah, what I didn't take very good care of myself for the last 33 years. <laughs> <laughs> and it all came to a head at Nash Bash. Ah, and, know. Gim, I did take the podcast equipment down to Nashville. And guess what? I was so we like, hungover zero. and drunk. We yeah. recorded zero stuff. I had like we had so many pages. Yeah. I had pages and pages of like content I wanted us to get. Got zero. Didn't even pull out. Let once. me clarify. Ryan Gray had lots of plans. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of long for the ride. Oh man. Yeah. Can you hear what's happening? I think Nichols is fixing my toilet. He is he, he is a plumber. Because like oh, is it continually continuously running right now? 
a little because someone flushed it and it takes a while to. Uh, I think I hear him messing with it. Ah, well, he's a plumber. I'm also a plumber. (laughs) Phil's also a plumber. I was gonna say like I was gonna wrap it up here, but I feel like our guest needs. We gotta wait for Nichols. We did get a little sidetracked though. I have a couple. You want one? (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I think you already gave me one. (laughs) I think I did too. Or no, Jeremy gave me one. What the heck's Jeremy doing with him? Jeremy Newman, who we're referencing. So, you guys ready for the first match against the Ducks? I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's like, it lines up perfectly because not only, you know, do we have, you know, we get to go to Iowa City, play in Iowa City against the Ducks, which is a great group of guys. But also Did you Eric, fix my toilet? Yeah. Thank you. I also pooped in it. <laughs> Upper Decker? Yeah. So that's why nice. you were fixing it. Yeah. I'm um, not going to even make a union joke right now. <laughs> well, you, I'll make one. I'll make one. So if you fix that one, I have a toilet upstairs where it's just, it's just very faintly, constantly. You just hear this like, oh, at all times. So what happened was I brought a non-union plumber <laughs> okay. to my house to take a look at it. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You just and then it actually got worse. Um, and I it's still what, what? <laughs> I didn't mention any names. Okay, <laughs> but it was you. <laughs> I didn't do anything to it. I know <laughs> that's First. crazy. It got worse. <laughs> I didn't even touch it. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Phil was talking about ducks. I yeah, I know. It's yeah. so much fun Come to interrupt on. you sometimes. All right, no. okay, right, you go on. Bitch. It's rude. It's unbecoming. Okay, no, I was just saying it, it's like the stars are aligning though for that ducks <clears throat> match because you know we get to go to Iowa City, get to hang out with those guys. It's gonna be a good match. And then we also have Eric Brown's bachelor party that same oh, weekend. Oh my oh, god! I, I know. Is that crazy? I am so excited that I'm not invited to that endeavor. Oh no, I'm serious. It sounds like a real bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little worried about that. I am, like, I'm literally. This is not like I'm not throwing any shade at Eric Brown. I should not be invited. We're very good friends, but not like <laughs> I don't talk to him very often anymore. But that's going to be a wild endeavor. I know. I'm a little worried about it. For my health, mainly. It's about you. This is really funny because, like, Phil, you always bring up that group chat that I'm not in, and then you're like bringing up, like, hey, here's a bachelor party you guys aren't invited to. (laughs) You're going. Fuck you. Yeah, no, I'll be there, but I mean, I didn't bring it up, but. Uh, Whatever. You are right. Hey, and also, you're not in that group chat, so. What group chat? You know which group chat. I don't want to be. No, he doesn't. I don't either. Do you want to start a group chat? Yeah. Just me and you? Yeah. All right. Put in Sherman, too. Okay. I don't have his phone number. <laughs> just add me to the one. Just use the Snapchat one. You put my mom in; she'll respond. Okay. All right. How's she doing? Oh uh, man, well, good. Well, now I feel left out. I want to be the group chat. That's the whole point, Phil. Yeah. I know. Well, <laughs> fellas. No. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. No. Okay. What do you want to say? I don't know. Well, I was going to ask you. I just don't want to go to bed. Actually, no. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question afterward because it would make no sense to talk about it here. Okay. Look at those two guys. Oh, you missed it. Those New Zealand guys. So they have you name them. <laughs> no, we should probably wrap it up. We're, we're right at two hours We're here. rambling here. Um, we got a group chat. Oh, do we have one? I have my yeah. sleep on. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah. But here's the yeah. thing. Here's the thing about this group chat. So Phil doesn't have a phone that can like reply to group chats. <laughs> no, I don't. So, anyways, this was fun. That yeah, was fun. I'm excited coming over here, Nichols. So, yeah, thank you, Eric. You know what I think we should do too, because we can stream and stuff. 
Would you guys yeah. be open to watching a few World Cup matches and maybe doing like a live stream or just just watch it in general? Yeah, maybe 100%. we could gamble on it, have a few drinks. I think that'd be fun. As How- long as it fits in with my parenting schedule, yeah, I'm 100 percent in. Yeah, it'd be cool to get Bring something set up where it's like a split screen, <laughs> almost, where it's like you know they have the match like mm-hmm. right up there, but then you yeah. it's just like a little box of us in the right. corner just talking shit, you yeah. know. Yeah. I would love that. I would. That would love, be really cool. Because right? I watch rugby, either full games at like six thirty a.m. with my two and three year old, mm. or alone at eleven o'clock trying to six, like six thirty in the morning. You're not at work yet. Must be on union the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I watch them all day long at work, and I make more money than you do. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm just That's fair though. <laughs> But I would love to watch, yeah. Like, cause I don't know, they all mean something. Yeah, super excited. Yeah, yeah. Playoffs. Let's do that. Let's let's figure out a time. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Oh my god, if we could do that fucking France New Zealand game. Oh yeah, that's first September eighth. Yeah, September eighth. Yeah, I'm off work at two o'clock. I'm usually not working at two in the afternoon. I'm actually off work early Fridays. Do usually so. I'll figure something out. Everybody, but Ryan. Okay, that's fine. All right, you can zoom in. Yeah, and we'll have to. We'll also have to pick out another a date to complete the Eric Nichols trilogy. Oh, wow, yeah. oh without a doubt. As long yeah. as it's not just a trilogy, because I don't want it to be done. Then yeah, it'd be oh, that's true. Oh. Yeah, no, there's this way too much pressure. Yeah. Yeah. We got. we got to get Return of Eric Nichols. We can do a. Then we got to have prequel. three prequels. Prequels. Yeah. yeah. Prequels. I'll yeah. pretend yeah. like it's <laughs> 2008. <laughs> <laughs> 2008 Eric oh. Nichols. Have less teeth. You're more. You're more of a Lord of the Rings guy than a Star Wars guy, though, right? Uh, I would say, but I'm pretty heavy in both. Hmm. Big trilogy guy. Okay. <laughs> Back to the Future. Are you glad it's a trilogy? They could have stopped it, too. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But the best line in Back to the Future 3 is when they're running through the saloon, and the guy goes, hey, or Michael J. Fox is the guy, and he says, hey, <laughs> Is there a back door? And he goes, yeah, it's in the back. Ah, that's makes me laugh every time. I was just going to end the show and Phil walked out. Well, let's talk about some more okay, stuff. So another thing, we watch a lot of movies because my kid is, my kids are young. Um, I'm starting to have like favorite lines from these movies because we watch them so many times. Love movies. So like Mulan. <clears throat> now all of China knows you're here. Perfect. I always think that's funny. Who says that? Eddie Murphy? No. And then in yeah. Monsters, Inc., when Mike that's Wazowski is taking mm-hmm. his girl out to dinner, and she goes... Schmoopsie-poo? Yep. And she goes, <laughs> I've had a lot of... Bir- okay, I haven't had a lot of birthdays, but this is the best... I think that's a really funny line, because <laughs> she just called herself old. She's like, wait, I'm yeah. not old. That's, that's funny. That's pretty hilarious. I told Katie that the amount of New Zealand rugby I watch, mm-hmm. well, Southern Hemisphere rugby... Oceana. Yeah, Oceana. <laughs> we get it. You know the difference between the top and bottom half. I learned Especially something like new. Up for the Thank World you, Cup. Mark Norman. Like, the amount of island rugby I watch and the amount of times I've seen Moana, I think I should be able to have a cool tribal tattoo and say whatever I want. should be able to call you Uso. That's culturally, culturally you appropriate. Watch pro I, wrestling? Jimmy and Jay Uso. No, I don't. And they call each other Us. That means brother. Yeah. Did you know that? No. Well, that I, makes I knew that. I knew that. That makes sense. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say another yeah. movie, yeah. Tarzan, um, when Rosie O'Donnell's character 
Oh, we says, boycott Rosie O'Donnell in my house. Really? No. Well, I just haven't seen Tarzan. <laughs> she goes, they, they're like... He hates League of Thrones. They're throne. like, oh, that's a baby. Like, what are you going to name it? And she's like, I'm going to name him Tarzan. All right. It's your baby. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> we also listen to the Rosie O'Donnell Christmas album every Christmas. Oh, wow. Do you know she has an album? Nope. That's a made news. Should she? Doing great. <laughs> yeah, should should I know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Nichols and I once saw a movie together in high school or college. I, I think know. it was. You're gonna have to give me more context. It was uh, Ice Ice Age: Dawn of the Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> we went to go see a movie, and it wasn't. I don't know. We missed it, so we're like, ah, oh, let's just go see this because it was like nine o'clock at night, <laughs> and we were like, I think we had a. Bottle of rum or something. Okay, I have no. We just stuck a bottle of rum in, <laughs> drink their diet cokes. We're like, it's all right. They're not gonna be little kids here. We walk in and there's like six different families, of little kids. This we're I were trying totally to drink rum and cokes. Didn't have anywhere to drink. Just go yeah. to a movie. I, we weren't. I don't think we were 21. Yeah. yeah. Ray Romano's hilarious. I don't remember that, but I will not deny that it happened. It had that little badger <laughs> thing with the one eye. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My Patch. kids like Ice Age. My kids never seen. It. Phil, name the only movie that Jerry Seinfeld's been in that's not a cameo appearance. I say B movie. Ooh, he's good. nailed it. Yeah. He's good. Easy man. It's he's easy. Got, he's got a movie. Play. He's got a movie coming out. What's it called? I don't know. It's about Pop Tarts. Hey, I just thought of this. Uh, Bluey's uncle's name is Raz. He works on an oil rig. And then they remember the one <laughs> they where set they, up the the double date. The double date. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. They bang that night totally. <laughs> Doggy yeah. style. Bluey, <laughs> Bluey, they didn't like it because their over. grandma plays the TV too loud. And they're mm. like, you won't have to listen to the TV. You have to listen to me beat these guts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They said that. And then Jack Luce came out and said, turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, Justin Timberlake. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alpha Dog is good. We should shout out Ben Villam. I feel like he listens to every episode of uh, Ben Villam. Ben Villam. Oh, I was just talking to Ben Villam. He bought a t-shirt. He sent me a photo, photograph. Yeah, he sent me one, too. Yeah. He what sent me one, too. Yeah. Did, I didn't get one. And I ben, sent him a snap. Ben, send a picture of your shirt to Gimri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Please? It's, it's funny, because I told him, like, hey, we need to have you on the show. And he's just like, hey, is that Nate Evans? He's, I don't know if I want to talk on there. And then it's like, it's oh, just yeah. like talking to friends. And Nate he's Evans. like, okay, I think I might. And I'm like. He'd talk you into it. What you need to do is when he's in town, he needs to come because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he would. Yeah, he he's he's an all or nothing guy. He'll, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He'd be here shirtless. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get him in the hot tub. We gotta do an episode from the hot. Tub. I know. We've talked. Oh my about god! That how has this not happened? I didn't even. Re- I forgot you had one. I know. I'm, I'm actually too, upset. Honestly. I'm not in it right now. Let's I could. I didn't even need to use your toilet. Got two plumbers. I can fix it for you. Eh. Oh, one. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. I'm not in the yeah. fixing. Get in the hot tub. Get wet. <laughs> right. Well, well. It's like they always say, uh, how you how you feeling? Good you. 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 Good. 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 Like when you get your first ticket for illegal parking